Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> Couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Like, there was one time I was listening to Bob Saget do stand-up. He was talking about fucking the turtle. Yeah. How, how like, his head goes <laughs> what in. What a way to start. How, like, his head goes in and the turtle's head goes in simultaneously. <laughs> like, it's fucking terrible. So, welcome to You Watch I Listen, home of turtle fucking. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, this is episode 81. You saw, saw it in a movie once. It's, uh, you saw turtle fucking? No, no, no. no. Actually, I, I said that wrong. <laughs> I heard about it what from Mr. Bob Saget. What movie is you watching? Is on Disney Plus? Is it? <laughs> the Imagineers? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen. they put some wild shit on Nat Geo, so, like... There is some wild shit. I like watching those uh, Nat Geo things sometimes. Some I, of them are really interesting, and some of them, like, all right, I'm waiting for it to get interesting. Show me, like, an animal getting brutalized or a turtle caught in, like, a dude, soda can plastic. That's why you just gotta watch, like, the the, the Planet Earths all on Netflix. Yeah, well, Planet Earth, Earth's Blue, the, Blue Planet. Oh, dude, shit. so good. Do you ever get, take your medicine oh, and then dude, watch that shit? That's the only time I do dude, watch it. when I made us take our medicine, we watched the Cosmos, and you're like, uh, what the fuck is this? Yo, the fact that that was produced by Seth McFarlane too shows you how I, twisted that dude is. Yeah, it's weird because he'll make a, a a show that was funny and then became really unfunny, and like then Family Guy. Make a bunch of terrible movies. Yeah, like talk Charlie's Theron into it. I was talking to the landlord the other night because uh, Ted was on, and I was like, when this first came oh, out, okay. it was funny. Oh, it's ri- yo, it, it did not age well. No, same thing with the the first Hangover movie. Yeah, it's it, because the with comedy with shock value. That's all it was is shock value. Yeah, it's like and it's like, a teddy bear cursing. Dude, and there's still some parts that are kind of funny in the hangover. It's more like yeah. the little dialogue than anything that actually like, happens in the story. Like the the, uh, the the tiger song is still hilarious. Yeah, that, that's for... funny. I just realized my zipper's down in case you want to see my helmet. Whatever, dude. Um, so again, this episode 81, you watch, I listen. It's December 11th, a uh, couple weeks until Christmas. Yeah, uh, yeah it's like... Christmas is all right. Well, uh, Christmas legit is my favorite holiday, but I, I'm just not. There are very few times I'm not in the Christmas spirit. This is one of those. I don't mean to sound like a weirdo, but like I just, I just don't. Well, feel you it, found you know? out about your other heritage recently, so you're celebrating, you know, eight crazy nights. It's nothing to do with that. 
<laughs> I'm just you know it's funny. Uh, Spooner sends me a text the other day. It's a screenshot ah, from his mom. Hilarious. It was like a um. A, a typo from his mom. That's awesome. And it says like, uh, "I'm get. Uh, please send your Christmas list." And Jared goes, "You are so white. You're 31, and you still have a Christmas list. You send your mom. Like, <laughs> I haven't sent a Christmas list Dude. since I was like 14. I, I don't. I never wrote a Christmas list. I maybe did when I was like well, yeah, under the age to of Santa, 10. To Santa. When I was like under the age of 10, sure. Like they made us do yeah, it in the first, second course. grade. But like this year was great. I got my I got my Christmas gift the last week of November. As like, listen. I don't want nothing. Don't give me cash. Don't give me nothing. Buy me a brand new fucking Keurig, please. Mine's broken. Yeah, that's and a good I'm gift. miserable. That, that's a good gift. So they bought. So they bought me a new Keurig, and they're like, "No, you can't have it till uh, you oh, can't have it for Christmas." Like you know, so, you get, what's the surprise? So, and you save a gift for when it's a fucking surprise. So I went over there unannounced. Didn't say hi to no one. Just grabbed it out of my mother's truck. That's and a good left. idea. Well, then you should be like. Uh, if she she'll think she lost it. <laughs> be like, I need another one. Yo, so I need two, two, bro. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, Double the coffee. Yeah, like I, I got when I think I got to like thirteen or fourteen. I like I told my parents like, just give me money and let me go buy the shit I want. Yeah, and they're like, they and they did because my sister was younger. They're like, we can't give it. I understood that you can't give it to them until Christmas because they're keeping the illusion of Santa Claus yeah, alive. Yeah, but like I'm twenty eight. Like, give me my fucking Keurig yeah, now. I just like, want coffee. I just want coffee. What have you been doing for coffee without a Keurig? Uh, I've just been waking up extra early going to Dunkin'. Then do you on still buy there? the cup? So you get the reusable ones because that is the best option. I, I, it's a better quality. I, I, I haven't bought the, the the where I put the grinds in. I just I bought. I have so many fucking K cups. I'm gonna use all of them. Before Definitely I get that, at some yeah. point get the uh, dude. I spent fucking twenty two dollars on thirty two Starbucks K cups, bro. Like I'm like I'm. <laughs> can I not get Starbucks? Can I not be a bougie cunt for two yeah, seconds? Yeah, just buy the reusable one and then just buy a fucking big thing of coffee. You'll That's save all yourself. I want, yeah, t- yeah, and then if you're environmentally conscious, I'm, I can't say I am. <laughs> all right, so, you guys know what my. my my line of work. So let's start out the normal round of questioning. Josh, how was your week? Uh, solid week. Uh, I'm not exhausted. I'm okay, not even good, a little bit tired. Good. That's good. Um, Glad to hear it. You know, some uh, uh, interesting happenings in my area yesterday. Yeah. Uh, interesting unfor- to say the least. Unfortunately, uh, as I was, you guys know. I was freaked out. Yeah. I, mean, I was freaked out. I was freaked out, out for you guys. Uh, as you guys know, we are based in New Jersey, and there was a uh, horrific attack played out by a couple of fucking animals in Jersey City that claimed the lives of five people, including one of Jersey City's finest, uh, our Rest boys in, in peace, blue. Sir. Um, Detective Seals, I believe his name was. Mm, five kids, man. Yeah, five That's kids. Sad. Um, and uh, carried out by black Hebrew Israelites. Um, who, That's interesting. Yeah, very anti-Semitic group that uh, they believe that uh, African Americans or Africans, whatever, uh, they believe that they are the true uh, descendants of the land of Israel. How long have we been fighting over fucking Jerusalem and Israel? Uh, like, centuries. For, forever? Centuries, like, yeah. Just get rid of all of it. Like, this is an area that should be just closed off. Like, no one can have this. It's like, Figure it out somewhere it's else. It's like turning into a fall point later. Yeah. Remember and, me for centuries, dude. And they had a fucking... These animals had a fucking pipe bomb in their van and shit. They were ready to cause, like, even more havoc. It's... And amazing yeah. job by the uh, Jersey City Police Department and uh, NYPD, NYPD Special Forces. Newark, Newark to, PD was called in, I believe. C- to contain it the yeah. way they did. I mean, Josh, you were at work and you could hear the gunshots outside. Yeah, this happened uh, five miles away from my office. Yeah. Um, you could hear the gunshots, helicopters overhead. Uh, it was just a, a, a crazy... They had to I'm... shut down all the schools. Now, because it was right across the street from a school. And now, they, these people specifically yeah. targeted a Jewish market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, now, I'm only 15 minutes from you as well. As you I, learned I, last I, week I when you went to Rutz Hut together. Yes, that was <laughs> great. <laughs> but, like, but like I said, that's it really is scary when it's right in your backyard. I haven't felt that weird about nothing until... Uh, um, once they found the 
the uh, the IEDs and the pipe bombs yeah. and shit down in the Jersey Shore a couple years ago. Yeah, it's just, during the marathon, right? Yeah, exactly. The what? No, marathon. <laughs> but um, listen, it's just it's a very very real and a humbling feeling when it's right in your backyard, like like I said. Yeah. Um, but again, kudos to you know New Jersey's finest state troopers, everyone that was involved, um, first responders. Listen, I think it's about time uh, that we stop saying fuck the police and you know like making fun of them and shit yeah sure there are some that are fucking assholes of course assholes, it's but, any, but, any line of work there's but, assholes but in this particular situation there's some, no nothing you, that, no, me, one, you. no one should be making any political or social no. points in this situation whatsoever that's that, that's, that's what I want to say like listen t- shut the fuck up for get, once and let get, these people grieve get your agenda out of it listen yeah. there, there, there's, there's an officer dead with five children that, that there's a civilian two weeks from, two weeks from Christmas, man. Yeah, it's like, it's. I mean, there's a lot of people that of people are, not that are emotionally home. scarred from being in the area. The cops that had to put their lives on the line. Um, obviously, the detective's family. You know, thoughts and as Sylvester, as not Sylvester, Tony Danza would say, thoughts and prayers. Um, right. You know, fact, but you, you got to set like seriously. And then the, I don't know. I retweeted a video from our account earlier that uh, a group went into Jersey City as this was happening. And they were recording like what people were saying, and um, unfortunately, some of the African American community were uh, rather thrilled that Jewish people were being targeted because yeah. they said we never had these problems till Jews came in. So, all right, no, fuck you. Like, yeah. like that hasn't like urban communities have been killing each other for a long time. Well, like Jersey City hasn't had a lot of black on black violence for a long time. Well, it's also weird too because you know it was it was live on Twitter, but it was also from Eyewitness News. Yeah, and the one guy who was on the scene, the, there's people in the street. I I, I know exactly where that was i've been down that area before and the one guy i guess he said was like listen man gunshots are are the soundtrack to the neighborhood yeah and sometimes that's just a sad reality of what it is you know what i mean for these people to blame like jews are the the problem with this like i'm sorry jews are not necessarily known for these kind of things at least in america no no (laughs) so other than uh yesterday's horrific events josh your week has been all right yeah Okay, good. Taylor, your week? I had a very interesting Monday, to say okay, the least. I, 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 I'll <laughs> let you guys know about it. <laughs> but I figured I'll, I'll go into yeah, more Josh detail Yeah, Josh actually now. got scared then, too, because he thought there was an earthquake in Jersey City. Oh, <laughs> You fucking dickhead. <laughs> Please tell why. So, uh, I'm, again, I'm, again, I work in heating, and I'm on my way to a cleaning. So I have to bring this big shop vac down the stairs, and it was raining on Monday. Oh, yeah. So as I'm walking down the stairs, there's, like, that go into the basement. There's no railing. Okay, and I'm are, wearing, these, are these uh, carpeted stairs or just concrete? No, no, no. It's You know how they have, like, uh, people have, like, the, like, those crappy finishes when, like, they want, like, tile or something, and yeah, they put, like, yeah, linoleum yeah. or shit okay, over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had that, and it was raining, and I had my boots oh, on. Oh, boy. So... So my right it's foot. It's an ice rink. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's terrible. And like, so my right foot goes. Right now, I'm at the top of the stairs. My right foot goes, and it falls down because there's no railing and there's no side to the stair. So my right foot goes, and I have the vacuum in my left, and the, it just like, <laughs> it was like a pendulum, dude. Like it catapulted me forward, and the thing pulls me forward, dude. I face plant. I easily fall eight <laughs> steps straight down, right? And I just hit the shit out of my head. What? Are you okay? Wait. Wait. <laughs> That was worth it. That was worth it. Okay. Dude, I hit so fucking hard. Like, my back is still fucked up. Yeah, my shoulder no, is mean, still fucked up. I broke the vacuum. Honestly, falling down the stairs, and I said this to you in text, it's like one of those things, like, as it happens, it, it's only like a two-second thing that happens, but it feels like ten minutes while, you're, while your feet leave you. Because it's literally, you go, huh, and Dude. in your head, you're like, 
Oh fuck. Well, dude, and then here's the thing. Listen, I understand that falling is funny, and I, if you if you guys were there, if you, if you guys were there, you would definitely laugh. But like, this is probably like the one of the few. Like, even when Greg fell in the shower, it's still one of the top five funniest That's the moments first thing of I my thought life. Of. Like, yeah. yeah, you said the story, and I go, "Fucking bar of soap, dude." <laughs> yeah. Dude, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like when I hit the first thing, I thought I broke my shoulder, like 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 my collarbone. That's I, I how hard a, I hit. I have a really good falling story that actually, like, remember I said, like, I laugh as I'm asking if someone's okay. Yeah, fact. So this was probably, like, Josh and mine's, like, sophomore year of high school, right? Huh. And me and my mom used to, like, fucking, like, play fight with each other. You know, like, push each other. So one day... Slap box with your yeah, mom? Yeah, yeah, like, kind of like that. Like, goof around. <laughs> um, so one day, we're doing that, and she grabs me by my fucking hair, and she just starts smacking me on the fucking Hard. head. Like, and I'm like, Dad, what are you? I'm like, let the fuck go, let the fuck go. She's like, no, motherfucker. Right? So she, I get down to two knees. She finally lets go. She runs away, starts running down the hallway. I'm chasing her, and as I'm chasing her... <laughs> She fucking goes airborne. Like, she's going like Christopher Reeve Superman. Like, she is like parallel to the floor. <laughs> I see her go airborne. Later, ah. <laughs> she goes airborne. And she hits the fucking ground <laughs> flat. And I start laughing at her. It was like Grape Lady. Do you want me to call an ambulance? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh! Oh my so god. Wait, this is where he gets really good. I'm laughing so hard about this. For two days, she's talking about how much pain she's in. I think I broke a rib. Me, my dad, my brother were like, oh, you'd be in a lot more fucking pain if you broke a rib. She's like, I pushed Dan's big fucking head out. I know pain. Put <laughs> in the hospital. Two broken ribs. <laughs> That's awesome. So I always tell people I broke my mom's ribs. That's great. Even though you didn't physically. No, do I didn't. It, it just happened. That I was way. chasing her, and her own uncoordination led to the broken rib. The inertia ribs. and the slippage. Yeah, it wasn't even slippage. I don't like. I I still play it back in my head. I don't know so, how she got that airborne. So, so she it felt looked like <laughs> Michael Jordan jumping from the foul line. <laughs> so she, did she fall like Marv in Home Alone? Yeah, it was literally like that. Like she was, she was probably a solid like. Three, four feet off the ground. <laughs> like, it was like she was just doing a trust fall, but her feet just went completely uh, out. That's fucking One of great. the funniest things I've ever seen to this day. Sorry you broke your ribs, Mom. So, yeah, I fell down the stairs on Monday, and then everything else has just been the same shit I told you guys last week. Busy with work. Busy with work. I didn't have a chance to shower, come, like, or get changed. Like, I came up here, and my work clothes just... Yeah, I had to go to a wake after work, so that was fun. Yeah. Wakes I, are always good when you, people die. You uh, you definitely put my, my conundrum in the <laughs> perspective when I told you, because you were like, well, would you want to go to a wake? I go, would I still be on the clock? You're like, no. I go, I'd rather be in this asshole yeah. basement fixing his it was uh, This was the, the mother of a friend of mine, uh, Rob Stumpf, that passed away back in 2012. His mother passed away Sunday, so I just had to go pay my respects because I'd known the family for a long time. That's fair. Yeah, we looked at some uh, We looked at some wedding venues over the weekend. I think we have one picked out. Already? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Get, get it done quick. I'm a very, very I don't give a fuck person. Yeah, right. The landlord is the polar opposite. She's decisive. She's like, I want to do this. We yeah. looked at two places on the second one. I like the second place a lot too. I like yeah. the first place too, but the second one I was like, yeah. And then I was like, and then it's like kind of yeah. We okay, just gotta sure, put down a whatever. deposit soon enough. Oh damn! All and right. uh, we're looking at April twenty twenty one, so we got some time. You guys have some time. We to, have some time. As Josh said, not look like a fat shit in a suit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was supposed to do that for uh, for Tyler the teacher's wedding, well, but, th- but then this then that asshole left, and I just went into a spiral. So so, fuck so it. what I'm gonna do is I am gonna impose some uh, a competition for the wedding. Okay. Um, we're competition gonna, we're, for what? Um, I I would like for your you both your own health. 
and so you don't look like fat shits in suits, as Josh, Josh has said about himself. Yep. Um, we just have something like I like Justin's idea of you try you get fitted now, no. and then can you wear them after you lose weight? <laughs> that actually it would be is worse if funny. you got fitted for them now, and then they don't fit in a year and a half. Well, They're it, too it, tight. <laughs> I, I say like a year and a half is more than acceptable. Yeah, I mean, for you us can, to get you, right, you can give yourself a year and just start slow and then build up. Let's see, it's literally for most of you guys, it's just going to be dietary. Dude, I'll be thirty years old. Do you guys when want? Married, do you guys yeah. want to do what I do and fast, <laughs> not eat no. for eighteen uh, hours? To be honest with you, that's actually more in the cards for me than eating healthy it's because I just don't have time really, during the day. Dude, when I I hadn't weighed myself in like three months and then I went to go weigh myself and it, I'm as late as I was when we started at twenty five oh nine and I was like, whoa, that was a while ago, dude. That Holy was two thousand eleven, two thousand ten, yeah, two thousand ten. I was like, I'm one seventy five. Ten I, years, dude. Oh god, I've known him for ten fucking years. I know, I'm fucking sorry. garbage dump. <laughs> you don't think I? You don't think I feel just as shitty for knowing you wearing that fucking stupid Wayne's World hat? <laughs> I wish and I the, had the that fucked hat. up thing about it. It was like, oh, this guy seems cool. He's wearing a Wayne's World hat. <laughs> and then he showed up at your house wearing a Peyton Hillis jer- jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drafted him in the first round. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Nothing will ever be Ralph trying to draft Larry Fitzgerald, but saying in the Larry seventh Fitz. round, "I'm gonna draft Larry Fitz, the backup offensive lineman on the Bears, <laughs> on the uh, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers." All right. Um, so before we get into reviews for last week, uh, first let me give a shout out to our buddies at Lobo Sound. Lobo Sound. If you're thinking about advertising, there's only one place you should call Taylor. Uh, you should call it Lobo Sound. And if you need a website, who should you call? Lobo Sound. And that's because Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish have made Lobo Sound a fixture in the Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound isn't limited to Chicago. <laughs> Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California. Wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's That's 630-244-9704. Or you can visit them at www.lobosound.com. That's www.lobosound.com. And if you mention you watch, I listen, you will get a 10% discount. So give them a call at 630-244-9704 or visit lobosound.com. Be sure not to accidentally subtweet them. (laughs) True. I kind of think you're doing like a sub... uh, podcast right now is that what i'm doing yeah because you're talking about a subtweet but not talking about anyone specifically but you are so it's like a subcast i let's subcast have you ever seen the the movie inception this is of course it's an inception it's um okay (laughs) maddie you for not Um, going one level deeper taylor uh who do you want to go first uh who do i want me to go yeah who do you want to go first i want josh i want josh to go first josh comment um, I watched Dolomite this week. Did you? It's great. Uh, it Dolomite. fucking rules. Yeah, it's great. great. It's awesome. I, I absolutely love Dolomite. Uh, one of my favorites of the year. When um, And just a quick announcement. Uh, next week, we will be going over our top 10 uh, movies of the year. I can't really do a top 10 albums because I've not listened to enough music that came out this year. No, no, no. Admittedly. I, 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 when I, I figured you would do the music, but if you want to do movies too, go well, for when it. When I was saying top 10, as far as like for the year, I was saying more or less for the show. Like the like the, 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 the top 10 movies. Oh, no. I'm talking about shit that came out this, this year. This year? Okay. Yeah, well, year. I, could, I could do that too. I can't do that with music because I have not listened to enough new music. You could okay, do both so, in so, theory. So why don't, why don't we just do this? Why don't I just do the music? You yeah, I'll do the movies. movies. We'll Josh, do whatever you want. You could do both. So I'm going to do an interesting one. You can do top 10 Funkos. As I. Uh, as we were talking about this, I realized I've only seen five movies this year. That came really? out this year? Yeah. So you have three movies. Well, yeah, because you saw more. Endgame 13 times. That is fine. the exact same thing that my wife said. <laughs> uh, so what I've been doing over the last couple days is I just like, okay, I want to do a top 10 list. So sure. I picked 15 movies that okay. came out this year. 
and I'm watching three movies a day. Okay, what do you have on your list right okay, now to watch? Three a day? Um, Overachiever much? Damn. Yeah, so Yeah, what do you got? Uh, tell, tell us. Yeah, let me hear some of these. Let us fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the ones that I haven't watched yet that I'm going to be watching over the next couple of days are Ad Astra. Okay. Um, That's one I got to watch. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh. Marriage I Story. Which one? Marriage yeah. Story? Okay. Yeah. Um... There's a movie on Netflix that I read about that I think sounds really cool that I want to watch. What called, is it? Uh, Paddleton. It's got Ray Romano. And I heard yeah, about I heard it. About Paddleton. I heard it. I heard okay. it's pretty good. Um, and uh, The King, which is also on Netflix. Yeah, I heard. Um, I heard really good. Things I heard. About it. I heard mostly good things, and then I heard. Oh. Some, I heard that I the um. So I heard Robert Pattinson was really good. I heard that oh, Timothy Chalamet, who I like a lot, watch it, he then. was all right. I just heard that it's 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 okay. I heard yeah. I heard I didn't for, hear great things. I heard mostly good things. For yeah. some reason, you said the king, and I thought of Forrest Whitaker. I last King of Scotland. That's a great I movie. Why, I, but I don't know why. So what I, thought I of did first. actually watch uh, Ad Astra this week. Um, I liked it, but it was just like this is something it's, missing. It's, it's, it's looking first for something else. Hour is great. Yeah, and then it just kind of it, it visually looks amazing. It, it, there's a couple sequences. The first scene of the movie, I was like anxiety. It was like, oh shit, I took too much medicine. And I was like, oh. it was like when I freaked out the first time I saw. There, there's a wild scene with baboons. Okay, uh, okay. It's, baboons it's, in space. But it, it tried Ooh. to be very like touching and profound, and okay. it just wasn't there. So come on. The story is very much apocalypse now, like the actual premise of the film, okay. but it just does not. Hit on the same note. No, I don't. I would say it. it's a it's um a bargain bin Interstellar. It's not bad. I I like the movie, dude. Interstellar is like my golden standard for most like recent space films, space, yeah. space exploration films. films I would yeah, say, yeah. Time. So King, any what's after King? Um, King that, that's just what I got for right now. I've, okay, I'm doing some other research. So my goal is to go from five movies to 20 mm-hmm. movies that came out this year, right. and then get a top. Yeah, list I'm trying to that. think like what else. Um, well, say well, the Lighthouse that's going to be available next week. I think the Lighthouse is, is available. Mm-hmm. I think it comes out Josh, on streaming for December 20th. I it's believe it's still it is. my fucking. It's 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 my okay. I don't care. That's my favorite movie yeah. I've seen this year. I, I think it's December 20th that comes out. I got to go see uh, Uncut Gems in the theater. I have to see but out of the. I have um, to see Joker, and that comes out. Yeah, Joker. It comes out soon. Out of the out of the five movies that I did see before this, I think that four of them are are, are going to be in the top ten regardless. Okay, mm. which ones? Dolomite. Uh, uh, no, because Dolomite was part of this. Okay, um, okay. So Midsummer. Yep. Us. Mm-hmm. The Irishman. Um, Wait, Midsummer came out this year. Yeah, it was a 2019 film. And that Joker. Helps. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, Endgame <clears throat> might be there. I don't know. What the um, fuck is this? I I have. I mean. El Camino. Yeah. Um, the El dead, Camino the, came out this the year. Deadwood, right. The Deadwood movie. The like, Irishman. Th- like this is one of the, the 2010s were more or less a very poor decade Saints. in film. Fuck There's you. There's a few great ones. Don't yep. get me wrong. There's a few great ones, but. 2019 has been a great year in film. It's actually been a really good year. Uh, the Golden Globe nominations came out this week. We'll go over them in a little bit later. And it's actually, despite what everyone says or what you hear on Top 40, it's actually been a killer year for music as well. Yeah. And also well, huge... Top 40 is fucking It's ass. trash. Well, also, huge tour announcement. Josh and you, you're welcome to join me. Bad Religion is going on tour with Alkaline Trio, and they're playing the convention center April 10th. I uh, would, we have to I go would to that. realistically go to that um, because I've seen Bad Religion. I've dude, never seen bad, Alkaline. Yo, Bad Religion, 40th anniversary yeah, of them being I'd, a band. I'd be in you for have that. to go, dude. Um, all right, so Taylor, who do you want to do the review first? Uh, I, I, I need to give you a little more time because I need to hear every last word about this Attack Attack record. I need, I need to know every little thing. I need to know. So you want me to go first? Yes. 
Yes. Okay. So Attack Attack someday came suddenly. Um, so you've been on a really good string with albums lately, and you dropped the ball this week. And it, let, let me let me explain. Purpose, let me explain purposely. What you purposely gave me a bad album? Yes. Okay. This is trash. It's yeah. It's garbage. It's, it's awful. It, okay, it's listen. It's not good. If this came it's out, really bad. Okay, when I first heard this, when I was thirteen, I was about it. Listening to I it now, when, I, when I'm twenty-eight, I get that. bro. Th- this is like this is like the birth of like the scene emo. That's actually what chugging. someone said to me when they asked me what album you gave me this week, and they were like, "That album didn't age well." Give me the At song all. you hated the most. Um, actually, hold on. I need you. I need you just to play. I gave one or two, and it was the interlude because it's just yeah, there's you, no you, singing. You, you, <laughs> just play. Just play the first song, "Stick Stickly." Yeah, just play a "Stick Stickly." Which is actually the best song Even on the record. Even if I didn't like opinion. the music itself, I, there's been albums you gave me that I didn't love, but I could appreciate you the, produ- the production value. Dude, this is trash. The production value is terrible. Yeah, it's garbage. It's not listenable. All this, they, they, their levels are off. <laughs> Josh, Josh, like this so, is the best part of the song. Josh, it's so generic. This yo. is like shit you used to hear at the fucking uh, VFW in Greenwood Lake. Yo, make Crabcore great again, dog. Real talk. This it's, is loud enough. This is loud enough. Just listen. You know what the best part about this music video for this album? Nothing. No, hold on, wait. <laughs> so the guy who's like who's like doing the screams or whatever, it's Austin Carlisle from yeah, Mo- yeah. Mice and Men. Very talented singer. But in the music video, it's a different guy because Austin left at that point. Gotcha. So he's doing like Austin scream. Now listen to how bad this is, right? Ready? Ew, dude. It's so bad. Dude, and then there's like songs that have <laughs> there's songs that have like a digital mix to it. There's an auto-tune part on the one of the songs. Wait, hold on. There was There was nothing on this album I could say is positive. Okay, so breakdown. Is this their heavy breakdown? Yeah. So wait, hold on, wait. So this is the breakdown. Wait for it to get real. Ready? Wait for it. So Austin kills this. Wait, and it's about to get so stupid. Ready? Yeah. (laughs) This is what I mean. I was like, I remember I was listening to this, and I went like this. My head was kind of bopping. I'm like, yo. 13-year-old me. So, this is like DDR shit. Yo, 13-year-old me was about this. Yeah, man. wearing a fucking anime shirt. <laughs> I, I was not, Unless it was Dragon Ball Z, there was no anime but, to but be But this found. sounds like something an anime kid would oh, be facts. into. Yeah, big All facts. Right, so turn this off. I can't listen to any more of this. Don't you love so, that? Generally, when I love how bad it is. When you've given me albums that I didn't even like, I listened to them at least 10 times to try and give it a fair shake. I couldn't make it past five listens. I know. This was actually giving me a physical headache. Yeah. I, w- I was actually like in pain. I'm like, because I can... With bad music, I can understand what it's trying to do. I can right. decipher what it what it is, and if I don't get it, fine. It was kind of like the Post Malone. I gave it yeah. a decent review. wasn't really my thing, well, but I got it. The production value was good. What he was doing was good. There's a lot but of redeeming this, qualities. The production value was terrible. Dude, it's mixed terribly. You can't decipher oh. guitar from bass. Dude, At the all. drums is just. It's the same shit, dude. It's the same beat over and over again. It's that's why it's called crap. This is. Now has replaced Arcade Fire as the worst album Easy. I've gotten Easy. on this show. Easy, dude. So when you said, like, I get, like, when you were that young, this being the shit, I get that because it actually reminded me, going, like I said, the VFW in Greenwood Lake, we used to go every, uh, like, once every f- month, every Friday, they used to do shows down there. I Am The End, To Kill The King, bands like that would play. And I Am The End was a lot like this. It was oh. just, but, like, there's just nothing to take away from that album that I can say is positive. Okay. There, there's nothing to say. Well, I didn't give anything a zero because I listened to it. I was like, a one. <laughs> a one, I guess. Um, Fair enough. I, I'm going to give this album a half star out of five. That's fine. I'm alright with I, that. I, well, it, I, it's the first time, like, even on the Zach Brown album, I was like, I get it. Like, yeah, I said that. Yeah, I was right. like, it's just not my thing. It just doesn't do so, anything for so, me. So, so this is, like I said, when I told you when I gave it to you initially, yeah. 
it has a major cult following. I, I, I believe that entirely yeah. because there was another side of me that was like trying to find anything redeeming. I was like, I could see being at like that kind of VFW or like at a show and getting into the energy. It's a very high energy yeah. sound. That's the only somewhat positive thing I could say about it. You know what else is high energy? What? An electrical socket, and I don't stick fucking forks in it. Now, and I, 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 wait, and I want you to do this on your own time. Kill myself? Go to a, When you listen to Attack, Attack, if you ever if you ever feel like venturing to their later albums when it's just Caleb <laughs> well, Shoma... this inspired me. No, dude. <laughs> okay. It, it, they're two completely different bands. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it sounds very amateurish, I yes. would say. Well, like I said, and also silver lining from this, one, you get Caleb Shomo out of Attack, Attack, and Austin Carlisle. I think I forgot to that. even write down one of my rating, rankings on the song, Party Fest. Because I saw Foul and I started laughing. It was trash. <laughs> I, I, by the way, they have the best song titles: Shred White well, and Blue, dude, the, the, the People's listen, Elbow. Listen to song titles: Hot Grills and High Top. Hot, hot, hot Girls or Grill? Grills. Hot Grills. Hot Grills and High Top. Stick Stickly. Bro, Ashley's here. That's a funny name for a song. <laughs> Shred White and Blue. Party Foul. What happens if I can't check my MySpace when we get there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's funny. That's uh, like uh, the People's Elbow. Kicking Wing, Animal Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Shivango, Part Three, Catfish Soup. These are funny titles. Okay, oh dude, I'm gonna dude, officially give it a doctor, one based on the song titles. Doctor Shivango, Part Three. I'm still waiting for Parts One and Two. Why'd you yeah, go right no, to Part Three? It's like Troll Two again. <laughs> oh my God! What yeah, happens album, if I can't check my MySpace when was, we get there? It's one of the funniest fucking things. Unfathomably bad. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Right? Every way. I'm so happy, Josh. Oh just enjoyed God. the fucking title. Shred White and Blue is an am- yo. I bro, like to Ashley's put over here. that MySpace one, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that, and just the name, bro. Ashley's here. That's funny. Taylor, That's funny. Taylor, are you like two or three years too young for MySpace? No, no, no. I was like you in the prime. Of, no, I was in the prime remember, of MySpace. Do you remember like the the heyday of MySpace? Of course, the I do top too. Top tens, like we were fucking top HTML eights. coding wizards. Yeah, I, dude, I, I did that shit too. <laughs> I learned, learned to code. I learned to fucking code so I could when have you, a when, dope MySpace. When you could put page. your own song on there and shit. Bro, I remember. Mine was I, my shimmy shimmy ya for years. My my song was the end of heartache. My fucking <laughs> yeah. my shit was all black and white. I had a plain white background. I had fucking minimalistic. Oh, you black were one of those motherfuckers. Fucking uh, font and. Oh. And my fucking background was just a hardogram stuck in the bottom right, left-hand corner. Oh, you're a piece of shit. Know, you know that? Here, here's because it's artistic. Because it's a, not the whole page. Eight, number one, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember w- one time I decided to get emo on MySpace, and yeah. I put up a fucking fruity red jumpsuit apparatus song. Ugh. Manfro, cut more to my wall. Nice song, queer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even talk, because like, my MySpace song was the Use the Taste of Ink. Ironically, That's we talked about that. That's a badass song, though. Which was great. Song. But like, <laughs> I figured out how to do like the trademark symbol yeah, in like my dude. name and then so like MySpace but, bulletins oh dude <laughs> yeah. I, yo I, I, I thank god it's not still on there I had seen hair I was thin <laughs> I had braces I sent you guys my MySpace not yeah. that long ago myspace.com slash king sodomy and the, and the <laughs> And the best is that, like, you know, you would take the stupid fucking MySpace photos where it's, like, up here and shit, right? And I had the hair. And the worst part is that you see, like, the, the mirror selfies, and I have a sidekick. What do they do? Deal Everyone drugs? had a mirror selfie or just, yeah, like, but, like, this. I, like... I had a sidekick. What was I, a drug dealer? I wonder. No. I, I, That's not true at I've all. I wanted so badly to get onto my MySpace page just to see, like, what You can't find like. it anymore? No, I can find it, but I can't get Log them to in. let me in. Yeah, yeah and it won't it's let weird. Me in like, so I can get into mine, but mm-hmm. they deleted, like, almost everything. everything. I lost, like, a shit ton of pictures on there. Yeah. The other thing I liked about MySpace is you could actually upload GIFs to your photo albums. Yeah. Yep. I had a, an album that was just GIFs of 
really funny things, mm-hmm. really offensive things, and UFC knockouts. Did I remember I just, po- just posting know. bulletins and getting the fights with other towns. Oh, God, my bulletins were a yeah, disaster. Getting, getting I so never, much trouble I would never answer a bulletin answer seriously. They're always clown show shit. Uh, I just, I wonder if, like, the top eight is still there, because I'd like to see who would it round is, out my top eight. It is, but the thing is, a lot of Who's my in your spa- top eight now? So I think they, no. what they did when they cleared out MySpace, when they kind of, like, cleaned it up and did whatever they did to it, a lot of accounts that had less than a certain amount of friends or activity just got deleted because yeah. my top eight has like three people and the rest are blank accounts mm-hmm. so remember I don't tom know. from myspace was your first friend you're like yeah. oh my god I and then you friend. couldn't remember you couldn't you originally couldn't even change your top eight yeah so it was all. just like whoever had the most friends mm-hmm. on your top so it was like teal tequila <laughs> lost innocence and then they, like, you start changing it and you start like it was like a fucking social ranking system yeah for your friends. yeah, yeah it, that's exactly what like, it was like one you were to fight with someone were, was, this asshole and uh ashley they're always number <laughs> yeah, right. one and two yeah right. like my number one was always my brother yeah and it was like you, Danny Appel, Jared. Um, Spooner never had one, which was funny. Yeah, I, I don't even know who. I don't remember who was on my top eight, but I remember I, I I changed one person. Like I went from six to five. Yeah, and I literally not ten minutes later, I get a, I get a comment. It's like, well, really, it's gonna yeah. be like that now. My my what? girlfriend at the time almost dumped me because I forgot to put her in my top eight. Yeah. I think Manfro was in there. Definitely yeah. Manfro was Manfro, in there. Manfro, I would... There would be, like, people below Slim. the top four that would always get moved <laughs> around, like Dan Holly was there, Kelly Dean, yeah. shit like that. Um, okay, let's continue really quick. We can continue that MySpace conversation. So, Attack Your Attack review. stunk. Stunk. Garbage. <laughs> dog shit. Trash. I'd rather go back to the wake. <laughs> I haven't listened to that. Fair enough. <laughs> Fucking lay with the body. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, All right. So, you, so you gave me Ex Machina, Ex Machina. starring Poe Dameron and, and General Hux. And General Hux. And uh, a hot Oscar winner. Man, yeah. let me tell you. Uh, this movie is very interesting, but it's not without plot holes. Now, What plot holes? Um, more towards at the end, why would she leave him there? Why would she leave Hux well, there? Instead okay. of just like, so, because he wasn't... That's really easy to answer. She was manipulating him from the beginning to get out. She never had... She didn't give a well, fuck about him or humanity. She wanted her thing. Well, I definitely kind of figured Which is a Terminator kind of thing. It's right. a very Terminator... At its core, yeah. kind of inspired film. Now, um, the guy that Poe Dameron uh, Oscar plays, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, yeah. is such a cocksucker oh, in this dude, movie. Oh, dude, he's brutal from the beginning. Dude, he's he's a really good actor. He really is. He's so twi- like the, This movie is so low-key twisted. It's really like, fucked up, and yeah. it's actually kind of scary, because the plausibility of this compared to like a Terminator film, it's much more realistic. Yeah, definitely. Also, be, like, like, the, uh, like the, the manipulation of... Uh, not even the fact that it's AI, but the fact that it's... It willingly knows what's happening, yeah. and then it has a conscience to an extent to know what's happening, and knowing that it's fucked up. Yeah. Um. The the house and the the complex that this dude lives Crazy. in is so ridiculous. And it's such like a I love movies like this where like the lighthouse where it's this isolated small space kind of area and yeah. limited cast because it builds much more of an intimate kind of setting. Yeah. Because you actually you actually again like I said my big thing with movies is that I have to care about the characters. Sure. I care to see um Oscar Isaac like really get it. Yeah. And, like the and way. Just giving little depth to um, General Hux's character about his family dying when he was a teenager. Yeah, right. And that he thought he was picked because he was this great coder, and then they're like, no, that's not what it was. There were these little, little things that they left you. Breadcrumbs almost. Well, there was um, there was one point where he's looking at him, and he goes, did you look at my porn history to change your face or whatever? And it was like, that's kind of fucking, that's kind of like weird, dude. Well, you know the one I mean? part like, that stood out to me, and it's very real, and we only learned this kind of after the movie came out, when he was talking to him about how he's developing this AI. He's like, 
Well, I hacked into the mainframe of all the cell phone companies to get all the information and listen in on people. And when they caught me doing it, they couldn't do anything to me because they've been doing it to everyone this whole time. And that's so fucking what's true. That's what's happening with Zuckerberg. It's fucking true. That's like mirror So like image. that scene, when I saw that, I was like, whoa. And then it actually happened. Again, life imitating art. Yeah, facts. Uh, this movie is really cool. I like the fact that it's a smaller cast. Yeah. Um, I like the There's woman. Only four people in it? Four or five, something yeah. like that. I like the woman who plays uh, Ava, the uh, AI. Yeah, um, I love the buildup of was, all the sessions. Yeah, like that, how they, I, I would say Ava, slowly. session one, session yeah, and two. It's like, I like it starts that. out where he's in control, and then slowly it turns around, and then you reveal that it was actually a test on him. Yeah, right. It was I, a tur the Turing test. I, I, it's supposed yeah. to test AI's actual, like, uh, morality intelligence. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely did really enjoy this movie. I figured you would because um, it's a, it's a psychological sci-fi film. Yeah, which is basically like two of my favorite things yes. pulled into one. Psychological thriller and a yeah. sci-fi. And the fact that the it is great, it, it's, it's directed really well. It won an Oscar for visual effects. It I, looks amazing. It does look great. And it and to be honest with you, for, uh, as what it's only 108 minutes. It's really it's not short, that long yeah. at all. It's so, so it's I, I rewatched it. <laughs> but the it, first it, time since it came out, and I liked it even more this the, time. The movie is so dense for being as short as it is, and yeah. it's not wasted any emotion. Which no, is really there's not. Nice. It literally starts out. They don't show like that he gets picked or anything. It the just fact, starts. This movie came out in what 2015. 2015. Jesus Christ! I can't yeah. believe it was five years ago. Yeah, but this movie is awesome. You, and, I like it a lot. And what I love about the director, he went from this to Annihilation, which was a much more large scale kind of film. You would love Annihilation if you didn't see it, Josh. Also, okay, you did also see it? both movies with Poe Dameron. Po, yeah, yeah. Os they must like working with Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Uh, very talented guy. Yeah, so uh, to give a God's honest ranking of this movie, I can't really go any lower than a seven, but a seven is where I'll stay. Um, like I said, it it does its job. It does it does a lot of good. It does a lot of things well. It does it does well at telling a story. Yeah. So fair. Um, that's a, that's a fair ranking. I, that year, it was one of my favorite movies that year because it was just such a unique and again a twenty four. Well, a twenty four definitely is very unique. So yeah. that 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 has that going for it, which is All right. nice. Okay, so uh, before we do our picks for this week, uh, why don't you give a shout out to our drunk cunt friends? Drunk cunt friends. Okay, hold on. All right, got it. Um, guess what, bros and broads? I have it. Shut up. Fudge and Finch hashtag Shots for Lex podcast is bringing video into the mix. Not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to watch them stream their episodes every Saturday night after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your favorite booze-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories, streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Visit the links that I will read aloud to you and enjoy the assholery. Twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes podcast, Mixer.com slash Shots for Likes. Visit ShotsForLikesPodcast.com and click on the YouTube icon up on top to watch on YouTube. Drink with us. And, and as always, don't be cunts. cunts. Second week in a row, Josh missed it. c, -c, -c cunts Sorry. <laughs> I'm also reading about how um, John used to go to the Pompton Queen at 3 a.m. and order the cod dinner. Who's this? <laughs> in the group chat. John group used chat? to go to, Yeah. The group uh, chat that all three of us are in. Yep. John used to go to the Queen. Oh, no, no, that's facts. I knew that. Yes. Why, why a cod dinner? Uh, because he's he's a weird fellow that likes to fish, but he's, he's also definitely very cool. I, I like John a lot, but he is a, a character. Oh, uh, dude, he's one of the, me and John had a, I had a fascination with fishing for like okay. two years, and we would go uh, we would go trout fishing all the time. So there was one time we went at like maybe three <laughs> o'clock in the morning, and it was so fucking dark out. We almost got eaten by a bear. It was <laughs> fucked up. I don't know if bears eat you as much as they just maul you. Well, uh, well, no. I would bears, want a bear to eat my ass if it's well, gonna eat me. Bears do eat you. Just ask Timothy Treadwell. That's true. That's a grizzly though. Up here, it's black bear. 
there. Well, I mean, well, black listen, girl just fuck you well, up. When I when I moved to West Milford, about a week later, that dude got mauled. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. dude got mauled. Well, fuck that guy. No, no, he was playing with. Yeah, it he and was shit. following I know that. and trying to take pictures. You fucking idiot. No, I know that. I'm just saying, yeah, like, within well, no, a week, it's kind of like, oh shit. Like, and then, and also that same week, right? So where my your room and my room was mm-hmm. initially is right above where the garbage cans were at Greg's house. Yeah. That night, that like one of the first nights I was there fucking bear ripped through everything yeah i mean it's it, it's weird because like josh and i grew up around here we're so, so used, we're so used to black bears i've had them pretty close to me and they're you make some noise and they fucking run for the most yeah part. no i know that they're harmless dude it, i'm, it, I'm also in favor of the hunt because it helps regulate it i don't like these people are like don't don't have the hunt i'm like i'm not getting overtaken by fucking black bears <laughs> they um, make big duty dude there was one time <laughs> a black bear ran down like uh pompton lakes main street <clears throat> shut Dude, shut the entire. You would have thought, <laughs> dude. Uh, you would have thought that. The, uh, I. I don't mean to make a bad joke at this. You. You seriously would have thought there was an active shooter. There's fucking. There's helicopters. Too far. <laughs> too far. Tasteless. No, I'm just Tasteless. saying. I'm just I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm dude, kidding. there's helicopters. I'm bothered by and, that. And, 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 I've been making the joke since it happened. And there's fucking kids running around. And there's like, oh, there's a bear. Let's go pet it. <laughs> and then there's like, and then there's me. Like I'm just trying to walk home. Like Mikey, Crusty? you Mikey. can't. Mikey, you can't go that way. I go. I have to. That's my home. Why do they sound you like Krusty the Clown? What? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, you fucking Woody Woodpecker let's dude. Let's do our picks. Um, do you want me to give you mine first? I don't know, but I'm just—I just saw this now. Why does it say Captain now Somalia? What is that fucking? Um, Man- Manfro wrote that. <laughs> What's Cause, that fucking? Because you because he, he was uh, filling in for you and he wanted to do. I'm the captain now. Oh, you piece of Speaking shit. Speaking of which, but I just really quicker to say this. Um, I just finished. Um, I was because uh, I got home from the wake eating and dick. I wanted to watch the last episode of the season of Castle Rock season two. I just finished it and the the ca- that guy is in it from uh, Captain Phillips. Josh, you're gonna love. Castle season one was good. Season two was on another level of good. It's fucking unbelievable. The ending was so fucking dark. Yeah, it was so dark. It fucking hurt. Um, okay, I'm, Taylor, let's do these picks. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at what you put in the group chat when he drove all the way up to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, that, to watch so in our group chat, just uh, Quaz just said something to us about how the Jets are the kind of team to have a great year, like all superstars, and then week 17, they just have to win to make the playoffs, but they'll lose to the Bills or Dolphins. I'm like, that literally happened in 2015. They all they had to do, right. the year, the, the first year the Jets had uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, all they had to do was beat the Bills in Buffalo week 17. Richie, good friend of the show, drove up to Buffalo for the game, and Ryan Fitzpatrick threw four interceptions, That's and they awesome. lost. I, I was it. so happy. He didn't answer my text for like a week. <laughs> Jerkoff was texting me after the game on Sunday like, I gave a fuck. I'd give a fuck if they won. You think i give a fuck if they lose at all this year? No. Come on. I wouldn't shit. be bragging about their record on fucking Instagram if I cared about them losing. Every week. Yeah, it's That's great. It's part, great. Dude. All right, so let's do our picks for the third you, time. What do, you, what do you want? You want me or you? Um, I'll go first. Okay, cool. Um, Okay, so... I want to, you know, for Halloween, we did all the horror movies, and I don't have a ton of Christmas movies to give out, um, but I do want to do one. It's the holiday season. Let's get in the spirit. Um, We talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, The movie I'm going to give you is The Night Before with Seth Rogen. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Anthony Mackie. The I'm, I'm actually very excited for um, this. So I saw this. I, I, I will fully admit the majority of Seth Rogen movies I love. He, most of his movies will crack me up. Well, yeah, from we, we, Pineapple Express, Forty Year Old Virgin. This say, is the end. Even the movie uh, 50-50, 50-50 had, had some really, really funny. Good. Had some really and funny clearly, parts. him and Joseph Gordon-Levitt have a very good chemistry. So the premise of this movie is they're three childhood friends. Every Christmas they get together. This is going to be the last year they do it on Christmas. Seth Rogen's uh, wife is pregnant, so he's about to have a kid. 
kid. Um, Anthony Mackie's an NFL player, so okay. he's like becoming a superstar. Love it. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt lost both his parents when he was young, hence why they did this every year since they were kids. Right, right, So there's right. a little levity to the backstory there. Okay, that's nice. Um, Balances it and out. It, there's tons of little cameos in here, including Rafi. Oh, um, there's a really Jason good Manzoukas. there's a really good cameo from a consistent collaborator of Seth Rogen's. Um, you uh, could kind of take I, a guess. I, it's a, it could it be out. a million people. I'm sure, it's one of the Avatar uh, crew. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just like literally one. Usually these kind of movies where it's like one night and crazy things happen. I don't love, but this one kind of oh fucking Michael Shannon's in it. Uh, now um, I now I love it. I haven't yeah, seen it yet. Now I love it. it. There, there's so many little things in this movie that had me rolling. The hardest I've ever seen the landlord laugh in the movie. Was was at the night before. Um, so, one specific part, it was just, it's such a random movie, but it also does have heart. It has a lot of heart, which I think a lot of the Apatow movies tend to do. They'll deal with like really goofy subjects like the 40 year old virgin. And all the Apatow crew, going back to Freaks and Geeks, they kind of figure this out. They can take very basic subjects and make them have heart, very complicated subjects like Knocked Up and make them have heart. Yeah, facts. Um, so the night before is my pick for this week. Cool. I cannot wait for that. Okay. Maybe it'll actually put me in the spirit because I'm a bit, yeah, a bit I, of Debbie Downer last I think you're going to like it. There's a couple parts that I know you're going to die laughing. Sick. At. I can't wait. Cool. So the album I'm going to give you this week is a debut album from a band I haven't listened to since 2003. Okay. It is Story of the Year's Page Avenue. Oh, fuck yeah. This album, when it came out, hit me so goddamn hard. This is the one that has the... Until the, until the day yeah, I until die. The day. So th- those are the two main um, songs. That one and then um, Anthem of Our Dying Day. You could see that there's uh, they had an... It, and um, know, Sidewalks. Sidewalks. Sidewalks is an amazing song. So and I, the Hero I, Will Drown I will is on this. I admit, I definitely, back then... I knew well, this listen, album like the back of my hand, I, but I haven't listened to it since it probably came out. So, I don't know what... Actually, I'll tell you what compelled me. is because I was surfing on Instagram a couple of days ago, and I saw that Story of the Year put out a brand new record. Sure. I'm like, okay, so who saw that coming? So, I was like, okay, well, Story of the Year was one of my favorite bands. They always had a great live show when I was a kid. Okay. So, I decided to go back and listen to Page Avenue, and I forgot how great it actually is. When it is. came out, I was about it. Because yeah. I remember... Still I, is. I, actually, I still am. I, I didn't love when it first came out. I didn't love until the day I died, because the lyrics to me were a little heavy Handed, it's no, it still but is. But then anthem of my of my dying day, of our dying day came yeah. out. I'm like, this is a fucking banger. That song and rules. Then Sidewalks toned it so down different. and it's a different song. Yeah. Underrated drummer in that band. Yeah, a he, great drummer. He's actually. really good. And then they got Adam, who they also call the Skull. The Skull um, at, on bass. He's great. Philip Sneed used to play guitar. Now he's actually in the now newly formed Goldfinger remake with John okay. Feldman. So that's pretty cool. But again, this is this is really my to my opinion their greatest album. I don't. Um, I don't think I listened to any albums after that one. So they have a stretch. Their first three, which is this, the Black Swan, and then the Wake okay. of Determination, is like was cool. great. Everything after that is not that great. Okay. But um, but this is where everything started. This is this catapulted them to superstardom on the first album. Um, so yeah, uh, cool. story of the year, Page Avenue. Cool, dude. All right. Album rules. All right, bro. let's see. Two thousand three we... though. That's that long ago, man. Jesus. All right, let's see what we got this week. Um, what do we got in, in news? Uh, the WWE is deciding to announce their Hall of Fame entries early this year. Yes, I saw um, that. Uh, long overdue. Should have gotten in before Degeneration X, but the NWO is getting inducted, making X Pac a two-time Hall of Famer. Hell yeah! And likely will be a three-time Hall of Famer because he should go in as as his own entity as well. Oh, as the yeah. one, two, three kid uh, or X Pac? Just X Pac. All of it. Just Sean Walton. Sean Walton him himself. Yeah. I mean, he, all those. I mean. One night in China. <laughs> True, I would go in for that. Um, but uh, Batista also getting inducted, very well deserved as well. Now the NWO is he banging Dana Brooke? He's gonna. I hope so. That's I hope great. so. That shit is so funny. Is He's great. actually. Did you see him kind of teasing some Warner Brothers DC stuff on Twitter? Uh, Batista. No. He posted a picture on Twitter of him with the, at the Warner Brothers studio. 
And people are like, is this motherfucker finally going to be playing Bane? Because he's been pushing to play Bane. Which... If he could Bane. Yeah, I mean, you could do the more comic book version of Bane with him. And he's got the you look, know, obviously. Look maybe I could see it without a broken neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the NWO, this is my one issue with them getting inducted. How do you induct them without Eric Bischoff? Yeah, facts. Or Virgil. No, get out of here. Or Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> or, uh, or Buff Bagwell. Or, or Scott Steiner. Okay, okay no, or no, Conan. No, honestly, with, with or that, the entire WCW fucking <laughs> roster, because everybody I do except th- for Goldberg I know, and obviously, Booker T was instead, or, or what about the Wolfpack? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> or, like, or what, so, what, like, like, real talk, like you, you have to put Paul White in as the giant. He was the fourth member. He was the fourth member before uh, X-Pac was. I, I think, but uh, to me, the NWO is Hogan, Hall, Nash, Bischoff. That yeah. to me is the NWO. Bischoff should be. Yes, I, I I Bischoff agree. absolutely should be. Um, if the NWO if the NWO gets in, that means three minute warning is next year. <laughs> you want three minute warning in? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I want Virgil in. Or right to censor. Come oh, on, right to censor. Right when is Val Venus most... getting in? <laughs> Val Venus is getting in. I Dude, mean, the Godfather the, got that's in. That's my favorite yeah. promo ever. I came, I saw, I, I came again. again. Yeah, there, he has a lot of promos <laughs> where you watch him back, you're like, oh. There was uh, there was one where uh, they did a pay per view and they were in some arena that was named after some bank that is now defunct. <laughs> of course. Okay. And uh, Val's promo was like, "We may be in the what the whatever center, <laughs> but what when uh, when Val Venus comes to whatever." There never is an early withdrawal. <laughs> yeah, he. Whenever one was like, "I have to make," I might just have the big Valboski might have to make a deposit. <laughs> and his Titan Tron was like mustard going on a hot dog. One of, one of the it was just a, it was a screw going into wood. One of the one of the best uh, so one of the best programs he ever ran was him and Ken Shamrock. Oh yes, where uh, he was. Banging Ken Shamrock's sister. Yes, Ryan Shamrock. Yeah, correct. So wait, speaking of uh, uh, WWE storylines that I remember for no fucking reason, I remember. Like I, love it, when, like it was, I love when random wrestling storylines pop back into my head. I remember so vividly before Seamus killed him. I remember when Jamie Noble and Billy Gunn were feuding so hard with like Nidia and shit. And it was like, yo, they, they feud for like six months. And then, like, I didn't watch for a week. Next thing you know, they're in a tag team and they're tag team champs. Yeah, that's, what that's, the fuck just happened? kind of what happened. Now, I don't know why, yeah. dude. I, don't, I remember it like it was yesterday. I don't know why I was so I invested mean, to in me, that. The, Chuck. The, the, the Billy and Chuck. <laughs> no, Chuck no, I'm not kidding you. I just played the Billy and Chuck theme for the landlord the other night. Did you really? Because <laughs> like, I don't remember what why it came up, and but I was like, yeah, they. Oh no, we we were watching Total Divas because mm. that's the one area where the shit I like bleeds into the shit she that's likes. Fair. Bad reality TV. Yeah, right. And Sonya Deville's on it this season, okay. and she's talking about how she pitched the first LGBTQ storyline. And I was like, that's not the first one! Billy and Chuck! Billy and Chuck were gay! Until they got married, they weren't! And she's like, what do you mean they were gay and they weren't? I was like, well, let me play the theme for you first. That's amazing. You look so good to me. (laughs) And the song is so gay. I had to explain it to her. She's like, that's fucking stupid. I'm like, no shit. It's stupid. We're Rico. It was Rico. Rico. They were were the the pink booty shorts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They would do like really homoerotic shit like when they did tags. He'd be like... Uh, run his hand on him. <laughs> so it was great. Um, I'm happy for. I was always a big Batista fan. I always liked him. Uh, as you said, one of your most played songs on your iTunes this year was Batista's theme. Yeah. I was really disappointed on my iTunes top ten that one of my top ten played. This is how little I actually listen to music. One of my top ten played albums was the Zach Brown Band from you. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like Slipknot, Tool, and the rest was like a, I had Billie Eilish in my top ten. That's like, good. I was like, all right, that's me trying something yeah. different. 
it at least. I was very well. So you guys are Apple Music users, yes, okay? Correct. So I, I did the Spotify. So thing, Sp- like I will say the Spotify layout for that is significantly better. Yeah. Dude, it's it's Super a lot cooler. Cool. And you know what was actually really cool? And it's, it's like serendipitous. Like I just got the Wonder Years tattooed on me, and then at the end of the decade, they go, "Who's your uh, that was artist my of the number decade? Three album of the year? Who's your no? Who's your artist of the decade? Because I I've I've had. Spotify, Spotify for that long, yeah, and they literally go the Wonder Years. And how many minutes have you listened? Over twenty five thousand minutes. I've listened to the Wonder Years. Yeah, yeah. let's I mean, go. I was disappointed in myself when I saw like so. My top two albums were the new Slipknot and the new Tool album, right? And the Slipknot one, it's like you listen to this three hundred and fifteen times. And the Tool album was like you've listened to this two hundred nineteen times. I'm like shit. <laughs> I was like fuck. Well, <laughs> I I, I, I will say I dramatically did not listen to the new Slipknot record as much as I would have liked this year. I didn't. It's not that I didn't hate it. It's just, I don't know what it was. It just it sounded like a normal Slipknot record to me after a while. Uh, I was very happy with it because I liked that they tried some different things. That no. song Spiders, I, I, Spiders I'm still great. fucking ripping. No, 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 I agree um, with you. I'm just saying. So just let's see what else we got from this week. Um, So Artie Lang's podcast started next week. It's fucking great. Um, Artie Lang's uh, Halfway House. I only heard about it because he, he announced it on Rogan yeah. three weeks um, ago. So first and foremost, um, the number one thing here is how good Artie sounds. How good he is. Still he, is. It's I, I've been listening to Artie for so long since he started on Howard. I liked him before that in Dirty Work, one of my favorite comedies. By the way, he was great in Crashing. I finally in watched Crashing. It. He was, great he was in amazing crashing. in Crashing. Um, and it, you know, but obviously, even on Howard and Josh is an avid Howard Stern listener for years. You knew when Artie was fucked up. Yeah, I've never heard him sound clearer. He's had some really funny interviews. They had Lenny Dykstra on the second episode, which was fucking amazing. That's awesome. Lenny Dykstra talking about how the year before he hit free agency for the first time, he realized how low his walks were. So he paid private investigators to get blackmail on the umpires. And then he called one of the umpires to him and said, um, yeah, I know you're gay, so work the strike zone correctly for me. Wow. He led the league in walks that year. Jesus <laughs> and that's when he got a huge contract from the Phillies. Um, but it, then he had Gilbert Gottfried on, and I was fucking crying. Um, Artie's co-host is actually a guy that I've talked to quite a bit, uh, comedian Mike Buschetti, a uh, really funny guy. He kind of he, he gets shit on during it. Like, they're making fun of him, but he's such he's a comic. He's a good sport. It's just, it's just busting And balls. he loves Artie. And um, then today, yesterday's episode was Charles Oakley, which is a really good Ooh, interview. that's a good one. And then today was fucking Jim McGreevy, our former gay governor. <laughs> former but gay governor. It wasn't what gay. I was expecting. Current gay former governor. So yeah. Almost, <laughs> yeah, current former gay governor. Okay. <laughs> He's a former governor, current gay. Yep. What tense okay. are you using? I'm confused. So <laughs> I, I didn't know like what he was going to talk about fucking McGreevy with, right? Well, he wasn't fucking McGreevy, but I didn't know what he was going to talk he, he, about. He was fucking gravy. So every episode has been kind of comedy based, but this one, McGreevy, I guess since he left governor besides the gay stuff um, he's been doing a ton as of late at least with um, people getting out of rehab facilities in prison for uh, drug related things Okay, trying to um, get them consistent counseling consistent treatment trying to get help. them back into jobs and they kind of talked about that specifically what he's trying to do it was a really really cool listen That's nice. but just hearing Artie this way Bichetti's great on it the tier, the, I, I really hope Artie keeps going with it I hope so I, he's too. dropping an episode like every day it's great well, I was so I was so blown away how good he sounded on Rogan. I was not expecting it to be that good. And not to, not to mention, like he has he has such a plethora of knowledge. Yeah, and he's been through so many. He's different an amazing things. storyteller and, as well. And I'll be honest, and like that's what makes it so great. And that's why I found my love of Mitch Hedberg and Greg Giraldo again because he said that he goes one day one night I was sitting at a diner with Greg Giraldo and Mitch Hedberg, and he, th- this is the most genuine, sincere I've ever heard anyone talk. He goes. 
how God spared me out of those three, if you yeah. think about it, is like crazy to well, me. Mitch Hedberg wanted to go out like he did. Well, also, well, <laughs> he I, was mean, I mean, like, for it. I mean, he, they found they smelled gangrene on him in the yeah. airport, and they found that. Yeah, and he had, that's one of my favorite things ever. It's like my UPS, my my UPS delivery man doesn't know he's a drug dealer or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, how is it goes? Well, my FedEx driver doesn't even know he's my drug dealer. Too. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but uh, but but it's but it's stuff like that. The way he articulates his words, and I'm so happy it, it, that he looks like, like that. Only like hour long episodes. It's perfect, but the, dude. The Gilbert one is so fucking funny. I need to listen to it's it. It's so funny. I mean, I know for some people they can't listen to Gilbert's voice, but I I watched a ton of Aladdin and Problem Child growing up. <laughs> so like, Gottfried's voice doesn't bother me. It's part of his. Char- I'll never forget when he did the one roast, the roast of Roseanne, actually, and he said. <laughs> Roseanne's so fat in Japan they call her Rosera <laughs> like he just has some lines well, well like I was telling you before the best Gilbert Godfrey thing I ever heard in my life was when he goes what's worse than fucking your grandmother fucking your grandmother with the in the casket yeah dude like what does that even fucking mean um so I, guys I definitely recommend listening to Artie Lang's Halfway House on YouTube I love um, how that, that's what it's, it's called Halfway it, House yeah I'm, I'm interested to see who else he gets on because it's already been a, a really uh Interesting um, spectrum of guests. Cool. Um, okay, so what else we have this cool, week? Cool, cool. Um, James Bond. James Bond, Josh, thank you for bringing this article to light. Oh, yeah. Uh, is in what the target it? of the woke audience. Of course it is. So Why wouldn't it be? The article actually says um, the most woke Bond to date isn't woke enough. <laughs> So I don't know why it's so woke because there's a black woman as one of like the action leads. I guess that makes it woke. Well, they also eliminated the term Bond girl. The studio will no longer okay. be using the term Bond okay. girl. Okay, I'm still going to use the term Bond whore. <laughs> That's like... <laughs> bond, I'm going to say Bond hole. But yeah, bond hole? It, bond hole. It's still a Bond girl. It's, it's how people... Bond hole. What, you know what's funny, though? Bond they can say... They can, when they're going to... When they're going to release <laughs> lists... Me? When they're going to release lists of... Um, like, through the years about James Bond movies... And they're going to say, uh, top women in James Bond. Everyone's still going to say Bond girl. And they're going to be linked with the girls that were Bond girls. It's just been every girl to this point. And they, in the recent ones, they've kind of eliminated like the slutty side of the girls. Yeah. There's still a girl he's fucking pounding out they're at all, some point. They're all badass ass kickers that also like yeah. to take dick. What's wrong with yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't like to take dick? But anyway, so the article is complaining that it's not woke enough because most of the Bond villains are physically disfigured. Well, I mean... They're that's disfigured, just, and it's not. It's not uh, jaws with his fucked up it's, teeth. It's not. It's not open enough to people that have disabilities and facial dis- deformities. Odd, job. Odd jobs, dude. In fucking Skyfall, <laughs> he takes out his fucking teeth. Like, why is this? Why is this? What the target is? Boris. Boris is autistic. Like, they, do they just want all the? Like, eventually it's gonna be like, um, Bond is woke, but he's still punching people in the face, and one of those people has a Hispanic last name, so it's a hate crime. Oh my god! This is where it's all going, and it doesn't matter. This is the problem with giving in to woke people. You're never woke enough. If you get, if you have more diversity, why weren't you more diverse? I if mean. You, I mean, you, you you take that and you just like, just like stop scraping the bottom of the barrel. You like, like you, you you have other things that you could be doing. You like, can't win with fuck? woke. You can't win with cancel culture. There is no just, give because they want more and more, and it's their own narcissism. It's, it's just damned they, if you do, damned if you don't. You, you're never. There's, there's no point. You're just gonna do what you listen. It's one of those things where like you do what you're gonna do, and then you're better off just asking for forgiveness. Yeah, it's after like the fact. dude, just give me a good James Bond movie. That's all I want. I don't give a fuck. Don't. I'm sorry. Just I will never give in. And usually I am very down the middle on most of these woke 
woke subjects. I do not want Jamie Bond. There should not be a female James Bond. I don't care about a female 007 if they work that in at some point, but it's James fucking Bond. See, I'm the other way with that. I wouldn't care either way. I would be interested because it goes a different direction, but I understand what you're saying. It's just, to me, that's like one of those characters you don't fuck with. You can't make, like, you you have Supergirl, but Superman is still his own entity, right? You have Batwoman, Batman's still his own entity. If you have Jamie Bond, that's implying that James Bond does not exist, and I do not want to live in a world where James Bond doesn't exist. I'm fine with the black James Bond. I'm fine with the fucking Asian James well, Bond. Well, it just, it sounds so silly to compare it to this, but like, look what happens when they did something like that with uh, Ghostbusters. Okay, so there, there's a good example. So, they make this Ghostbusters back in 2016. Paul Feig, who I think is a very talented comedic director, and a cast of three very funny women and one that isn't, in Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, and Kate McKinnon. And they make a bad movie. It's just a there's, bad movie. I've only, I told you recently that I, I couldn't sleep and it was, I thought the original Ghostbusters was on, I turned it on, it was that one, like in the middle of it, I watched about a half hour and it was fucking awful. And they have these three talented women that can't make me laugh in this movie if they tried. And it's just a bad movie. It's, you, you completely ignore, you bring in Bill Murray for a cameo where he's not playing his fucking character. That's what I'm saying. He's not, he's not even Venkman. He's dude. not Venkman. You bring in Dan Aykroyd. He's not playing his character. There's no Ernie Hudson. There's none of that. There's none of the charm, none of the appeal of the original Ghostbusters. Which brings us to the new Ghostbusters trailer. Which just came I, out this dude, week. I absolutely love the trailer. I am so excited for this new Ghostbusters uh, movie. I, I, I am, really am. I am excited. I did not love the trailer. I, I know you're skeptical. Uh, I it's not that I'm skeptical. It doesn't, again, it does not look like Ghostbusters. It, yeah, it looks not, like Stranger yeah. It looks like Stranger I, Things. That's but, what I was going to say. I don't I want like Stranger Things out of Ghostbusters. But, it has to be kind of fucking gritty yeah. and raw. I don't need a sci-fi exposition. Well, I, I don't even know if that's even really what it's going to be. I, I don't, we, know, we don't that, know that's, that's fair. That's a but, very but, fair point. But what I'm saying is, I, I get that that's the way it looks. I don't like the, the reveal the Ecto, and then finding out yeah, that, like finding that, out that that's Harold Ramis's, that, that, that that's uh, Spangler's fucking granddaughter. And I, I love the cast, because I love Paul Rudd, and I love Carrie Coon, and I like Finn Wolfhard a lot, but it does look more like Stranger Things. You know what, honestly, it looked like? Remember Super 8 from a few years back? Super 8. It looked a lot like Super 8, Super and that 8 makes was- me- Super 8 was supposed to be good. Super 8 was good, and then it wasn't about uh, with 40 minutes left. Yeah, facts. I, I like that it's Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, that's doing it. That gives me a little more hope. I, I like that the trailer didn't show you a ton. I don't want them to just bring in Bill Murray for a second or bring in Dan Aykroyd for a second no. or bring in Ernie. That is, that is well, a complete misuse and a misjustice to this unbelievable franchise minus the 2016 reboot, remake, whatever you want to so, call it. So I, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of confidence because, like you said, it's the son of the original yeah, director. Sure. Um, from what I understand, that there's not going to be like a cameo for Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd. Need, they need but to have parts as their characters. I, I think at like the, like remember in uh, the last uh, not the last Jedi the Force Awakens when sure. like when uh, you see Han for the first time and you see the star map and, yeah. he, and he just goes to that him and goes that would be a good usage of his character right that's I, where if he's coming in to like show them the way where, yeah. but I also it's that's really what I weird need. for me that Ghostbusters isn't in New York City. It, well, it, it I, I get it, it too. Be, I know, I know, I it know. It could get there, but you're uh, also like they're kids, so like you know what sure, I mean. So like, sure. maybe what happened is maybe Spagman like, took off. Just think about like what was so epic about those originals. Oh, dude, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Dude, the second one with yeah. the fucking where the Statue of Liberty's walking through. Viggy, Viggy, Viggy. You've been one bad monkey, dude. I, exactly. It's it, yeah, yes, it's true. This, this man, man has, has no dick. dick. <laughs> like I, I, I just I need that, and what my fear is is that it's gonna try to appeal to this. 
Stranger Things kind of audience, which I love Stranger Things, but well, Stranger Things is its own thing. It could. I mean, listen. Uh, if I'm inter- listen, if it's if a movie comes out and I like it, all I'm, my we're, I, and I'm not saying it's gonna suck. I'm not doing that because no, no, I've no. seen plenty of trailers. Like this looks like a piece of shit. Like well, uh, the Harley Quinn movie, Birds of Prey looks fucking terrible. Yeah, it looks trash. Terrible. Well, I mean, like I've also watched trailers, Superman, and where I've thought this movie looks amazing. And then you see average it, you're like, at best. Oh, it's, it's okay. You know where Kevin Costner stopped Superman with just putting his hand up. <laughs> the fuck. Yeah. That's, like <laughs> Martha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God. So, uh, but I'm, I, I, I listen for me. I'm very excited just because it looks like it's I, more of a I continuation from the second. Movie. I think my hesitation is just my extreme love for the originals and not wanting to be scorned. And not that I was scorned by the 2061 because I didn't even fucking see it. Right. It's just I don't want them to push this as something that is supposed to honor the original and then it doesn't. But I'm going to hold out somewhat of I'm, an optimistic view. I'm not pessimistic no, at all about it. No, I, I, listen, I'm hesitant, I think, is the right word. I, I think that this is one of those movies because we we love the original so much that yeah. one, once we actually yeah. sit down and watch it, we'll make a fair assessment. So, so going back to um, the woke audience, right? Yes. Woke people. So Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian, <laughs> Harvey Dent in the first two Batman movies directed by Tim Burton. Really? Um, so Billy D. Williams, uh-huh. a couple weeks ago he did an interview where he was talking about... Uh, like he, he's like you know I'm I, I'm pretty feminine like he said like I, I'm in touch with my feminine side like I didn't even read the full original context but all I saw the headline say Billy D. Williams comes out as gender fluid and I'm like nope okay like alright and the I, world spins so, so I, was, to spin. I literally was just like okay and of course the um, the insane right side of things that the second a celebrity says something that is social justice quote unquote Billy D. Williams <laughs> uh, gender fluid Star Wars goes more woke and blah 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 Two days later, he has to release a statement like, I don't even know what gender fluid is. <laughs> that sexuality Wait. came from that Death Star. <laughs> like, uh, and he's like, I, I basically was saying, like, I'm a very masculine person, but for me, uh, getting in touch with my feminine side has made me closer to women. That's a very true statement. Yeah, there has to be a level that. of understanding a feminine, a woman, and you have to kind of know the feminine side of things. He's like, well, I'm from a feminine, you know, uh, gender fluid wasn't a thing. Like, <laughs> I was just drinking Colt 45. And <laughs> just of course, <laughs> then he, then of course it was spun by the rat, the insane left that, oh, so now he doesn't even think gender fluid's real. Motherfucker, that's not what he said. It I, wasn't a thing when, it no, wasn't a thing it's, five it's, years wait, ago. Wait, wait, you first, gotta think about it. This guy's like a Smooth talking, smooth talking daddy from the fucking seventies. They were yeah. talking about him in Dolomite. You're not fucking Billy D. Williams. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's it's, like, it's it's one of those dude, things. Like he's, food, wasn't, I never heard of this until like the last wait, two years. I, 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 I can just, just see him like in a rooms. One of his people come to him and say, "Hey, Billy, did you say this?" Gender fluid. What the hell is yeah, that? He was no. trying. They were trying to imply that he has sex with men and women, and he's like, "I only dump fluid it's, on one gender." <laughs> no, it's just it's one of those things where like this is a relatively new concept, and because this guy just doesn't know, it's not a big deal. Dude, Who gives a shit? You're not gender fluid. You're bisexual, motherfucker. Bisexual's always been a oh, thing. So, you don't oh, need to oh, call wait, it gender fluid. So he had it confused. He so he said gender fluid, meaning that he's bisexual. He didn't even say gender fluid. No, no I'm it's, just saying. Like, but he like, wasn't that even saying it. he was bisexual. But just, that's they took what he was saying is that he has different times where he identifies as a woman. That's how they wanted to take it. That gender fluid implies that they right, no, at different I know times. That, right. That's how they took his statement. And it was nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. So he had to come out and issue a statement. And then, of course, to the left, he's saying that gender fluid isn't a thing. No one said that. Stop thinking everything is about you. I, I know. The I fucking, just, these fucking psychos listen, think everything is about them. Listen, and I, I say this with all the love and respect for everyone and everything in, I don't in this have world. respect. 
I don't care. Yeah, dude. I don't you're, care. If you're gender fluid, go do your thing. Be whoever you want. I don't care. Don't it's, tell me to be who I, who I, 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 I am not. You know what I mean? No, like, I, I agree. It's also the same thing. Listen, I've said it a thousand times, and Jim Jeffrey says it best. Like, people are homophobic. If you don't like gay people, don't marry a gay person. Yeah, you don't Simple like abortion, you don't have one. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's so easy, but people want to be uproared because, the, like, their life sucks, and they well, want to be a, a part of something. There's this classic. They want to be a part of the revolution. A, there's the classic Lenny Bruce line that he talks about. Um, and he was, like, the first person to really not just make jokes but he talked about things yeah. you know getting arrested at comedy shows but he's like uh, so you can get arrested for being gay that's crazy so then they throw you in jail with a bunch of men <laughs> that want to have sex with you <laughs> like it's true like, that's facts so, and, and that was in like the 50s and 60s I mean, dude. He, was he, was getting crazy. Ar- he was getting arrested alright let's see what, ob- <laughs> what? Uh, modern art <laughs> The banana. Oh, Did you God. hear about this? Did someone just taped a banana to a wall? <laughs> Sold for $120,000. Then someone walks up and eats it. And then the artist says, no, you could put any banana there. So what did you pay 120 grand for? The fucking roll of duct tape on the it's, wall? I guess it's supposed to be the thought of whatever it's supposed to be. I don't you know. paid 120 grand for a thought. Yeah, modern art sucks. <laughs> uh, modern art is... Do you ever go to the Museum of Modern Art in New York City? No. Okay, so I went back in like 2007. It Congratulations. Was, it was fucking cool, right? All right. I went again probably like five years ago. It was douche city because modern art has turned into this very obvious expression of yourself rather than it used to be interpret the art. Well, Look yeah. at the art. What does it mean to you? Now it's, well... You know, I have a vagina, and I feel like it's trying to be violated all the time. So here's a picture of my vagina being violated. That's modern art now. That's and it's stupid. Like these, yeah, and modern art's also things like taping a banana to a wall. <laughs> Someone paid a hundred and twenty. That is fuck money because that's like saying, ah, fuck money, <laughs> throwing it at <laughs> someone. Fuck money's Mr. Steve Cohen's spending the the point in man statue for 141 million. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not. I, I can't talk about them right now because I'm angry at them. I am too. Um, but regardless. Um, uh, modern art is stupid. It's dumb. Art fans are stupid. It's like... You want to know what you could do with an art degree? You could wipe your ass with it. Dude. That's one of the biggest problem with our colleges are is they give out degrees like that. Gender studies. I have one. Yeah, you didn't know for two years. They should have taken you it away. they give a fuck? No. Yeah. No, they took your money. They put you, made you take out fucking loans and you're fine. Grow then, up. Uh, yeah, like fucking stupid. It's like, oh, hey, you graduated in May of 2015. It's 2016, Dick. Dude, what are you going to tell me? <laughs> uh, an art degree. What are you going to do with that? Teach little kids how to fucking play with clay? Like, I, I knew a kid that did that. He made a, uh, clay dolls of him and the girl he had a crush on fucking in sixth grade. <laughs> is it, wait, is that, those like big facts? Yeah, uh, okay, so I, I want to tell a little story here. This is oh, going to be... West Milford. This is going to be West Milford Masterpiece Theater. See, I have a couple about this guy because we didn't really do it last week. Do um, I know who this is? Um, I told, I told about you about him. him, so I got to change his name here. We'll call him uh, Bruce, okay? Okay. So Bruce was born without an esophagus. Oh, I know who it is. Bruce was born without an esophagus. Um, really <laughs> terrible. They had to use. I wasn't laughing. At they that. had to use his uh, part of his small intestine to create his esophagus. Really fucked up. So when he would eat, if he ate too fast, because it's a small intestine, it would expand in his neck, and he would get a lump in his neck. Yeah, right. And it would leak sometimes. Ew. <laughs> like it's fucking gross. Ew, so, it's like yo, your neck is leaking, dude. So this is one of my favorite Bruce stories. Um, Bruce had a big crush on this girl in our class that we will call Samantha, okay? So he was trying to, like, he was, like, writing her love notes. And then one day in class in sixth grade, and Josh was in this class with me. We're all of 11, 12 years old. 
and it was like our we, we, I think it was like recess, but we couldn't go outside because it was raining, right, Josh? It was yeah. something like free time, right? In, indoor no, recess. It was, our, it was our class. No, 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 I'm not talking about the clay dolls. I'm talking about the other thing. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was like re, it was like they wouldn't let you outside when it's raining, so you do recess inside, yeah, you play around, whatever. So what Bruce decided to do for Samantha to show his love for her uh-huh. was he ripped the elastic band off his tidy waist, oh, okay. pulled know. it over his torso and his head, and he put it on her desk. So the recess ends. I love you. Samantha comes back to her desk. And just did a, and it became like Bruce is small in stature because obviously with his condition, <laughs> he doesn't take food in the same way. His body doesn't absorb proteins and things like that. He's a tiny kid. So it's like, it looks just like a headband. It doesn't look like an she elastic. Put it on, she put it on her head. She was like, it says Fruit of the Loom on it or Hanes. And mind Ew. you, this kid, because of his digestive problems, ripped ass uncontrollably. <laughs> this kid in a normal school day in the same class would fart at least 50 times. And, like, never was, like, one of those farts that's loud and you don't smell. It was, it was constantly always, leaking. It was always quiet, and it stunk like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, like, went to the teacher, like, with a pencil, like, dangling on the pencil. I remember it so vividly. <laughs> and we're just looking at Bruce, and he's sitting there like, oh, oh. Like, oh, and I'm it like, didn't I work. Know, I, then, like, and as an adult, I'm thinking, like, what was going on down here for the rest of the day with the underpants with nothing holding them up? Like, did he just get balled up into his butthole in yeah. the one fart bubble? <laughs> The, the <laughs> ultimate delusion of grandeur. I'm going to take this elastic off. She's going to marry and me. And the other thing he did, he had a crush on a different girl that we'll call uh, Carrie. Okay? He literally, in our class, he made clay dolls of him hitting it doggy style, the two of them. Oh. And he just looked like clay people, but he brought it to her and said, that's me and you. <laughs> That's like that's that's really fucking. Oh, dude, this kid in third creepy. grade was yanking his putt in the middle of class. Not like yanking it, but he was playing with it. So he was like slapping. His it Yankee around. was not doodled because I saw it. <laughs> his Yankee was not doodled. <laughs> Looks like an ant eater. Looks like Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking gross. Ew, dude. I have a lot of Bruce stories. The time he ate cat shit at my house, Josh, you were there for that also. Yeah. My birthday party, and at that age, like you play truth or dare, and it's like dumb things. Like I used to make everyone go moon my dad. So he would just like be sitting in his chair watching a movie, and then Josh or Kenny Sushko go up and just moon him. Cut the shit out, assholes. <laughs> So Bruce, trying to fit in, dared himself to eat cat shit. <laughs> dared himself? <laughs> he, he, like, thought we think it's cool. So, like, he he, it, was, it was, like, preemptive. You asshole's not going to make me do it. I'm yeah. going to make me do yeah. it. Yeah, so he what? walks up to the litter box. And he picks up a fucking hearty cat shit. This was at your house. Yeah. So it's Owen shit. <laughs> yes, it was Owen shit. Um, Actually, no. It wasn't. It was my cat that died from feline AIDS. It was rat. <laughs> you got a cat named Rat? <laughs> he, he looked like a rat, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, he, died from, <laughs> he died from feline AIDS. <laughs> a, ra- a cat named Rat that died from AIDS. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Exactly. So he, he picks up the fucking big fucking AIDS turd. <laughs> he looks at it, and he just fucking tosses it in his mouth like a piece of popcorn. Yeah. Chews he, it. He, Motherfucker's he, got braces. Yeah. So all the fucking the cat dude, and all of us like, ah! Dude, he, we run away, we run upstairs. He comes upstairs, and he's like this, oh god. And it's in his braces. My mom has said the most mortifying moment of her life to this day was having to call another child's mother and say, you have to pick up your son and you catch it. <laughs> And then we asked him what he tastes like. He goes, chocolate. <laughs> like, so it tastes good? He goes, no, I hate chocolate. <laughs> so, he, prob- he probably got feline AIDS, no? I don't think he... He might be a cat. <laughs> 
Oh God! All right, he dared himself to eat cat shit. Oh, I'm crying from a, from a cat named Rat. <laughs> Wait, I have another, That's my favorite I have, part. I have another Bruce he story. Named your cat Rat. What Bruce. kind of an asshole are you? Well, he, his honestly, the reason we call him that Rat was really cool, but he, his tail looked like a rat's tail. Like there was almost no fur on the oh, end of it, yeah. so it was just pointy. I have a great Bruce story. I just told this to Bryce recently. So. In gym cl- in our gym class, we had something that was called tumbling in high elements. It was like rope climbing and oh, like the okay. rock climbing on the walls. Yeah, yeah. There was this one, I'm sure you remember, Josh, where it was wooden planks that came down from the ceiling. So it would be like one wooden plank, like a foot off the ground, another one like four feet apart and all the way up to the ceiling. And you had to ring the bell when you went up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they, they made Bruce, who's about 5'2", 125 pounds, right? Go and do that with this kid. I'll use his real first name, Matt, who's about my height and probably at the time 320 pounds. Big dude. Big dude. So you have literally opposite ends of the scale. Okay? So Bruce, to his credit, he got to like the third one, which is probably about 10 to 15 feet (laughs) off the ground. Right? So then Matt is trying to climb up and Bruce is trying to help him climb. And what, what just happened? No, no, no! I was just trying to figure. I was trying to guess who it was. You, you wouldn't you know would either know of these people. You, would know. you wouldn't know either. Of these I'm just saying because I know. I'd no, I promise you, you wouldn't know either of them. So Bruce is on the third or fourth plank. He's like 10, 15 feet off the ground, and Fat Boy is trying to climb up the rest. Right. <laughs> so he's one below um, Bruce, and Bruce is like trying to help him up. And as he's doing that, Bruce or uh, Matt falls. Right. And I see the girls. There's like three girls that I specifically remember turn their heads and cover their eyes and they're screaming oh my god and I'm like oh my god his dick came out his dick came out I was like laughing and I look Matt is dangling his leg is straight and his kneecap is about 10 inches to the right that's not good and (laughs) Bruce is above him help him help him help him him." dude I couldn't believe it and me being the asshole I am this kid his knee was fucked up like the rest of high school from junior year to senior year I'd see him in the hallway he's like man remember when you fell (laughs) like just like a dickhead (laughs) and he's a nice kid too I was just a fucking prick about it I I, I have a story for you let's hear it did did anyone hear the most ridiculous diss track in the history of hip hop yes I actually have that on here Dude, um, so uh, Nick, Nick Cannon. Cannon dissed Eminem. Did you guys listen to the diss? It oh, was no. garbage, dude. He called. What was the the one thing he called? So him? he was like, he's like your daughter and like those two other kids that you adopted you play or something. It, Josh? It's sure. fucking dude. Play it, it is so. There's bad. one line in it that is, and I, I Jim Norton had one of my favorite tweets about it. Like, thank God for Nick Cannon finally standing up and re- telling all of us that Eminem is white. Yeah, <laughs> like we haven't known this. Stupid. And. It's like, dude, Nick Cannon, you ain't hard. And he's called Eminem old. Eminem's only eight years older than him. All right, get ready for this, Josh. This is the... I've only heard a little bit of it on Jim and Sam. They played a little bit of it. Wait, there's two of them. Which one do I play? Uh, The Invitation, I believe it's called. Yeah, The Invitation. The Invitation. Okay. It's fucking garbage. So this is because he... Eminem did a song with Fat Joe and... um, uh, What's her name? Uh, Mary J. Blige, I believe. Yeah. And he made a comment about Nick. Josh, of course, I'm right. excited this will be the first time you're hearing this. Dude, it's so but there's bad. one line he drops on him that is so douche chill. This is so bad. Digging Nick Cannon. Um, yeah, wilding out from Drumline. I don't. I don't dislike Drumline. I don't like Drumline. It's not bad, but it's not. It's good. not good. It was never good. Nick Cannon is not. 
Pause quick. All right. So so that's what we'll do. We'll pause while we want to mention this. Dude. Okay. So a couple things. What were you going to say first? Nick Cannon's not hard. No, dude. Like, first he's not. He hosts top forty shit on the radio. Hey, you know Nick Cannon. I appreciate you letting everyone know that you know Eminem when he had no money adopted two kids on yeah, top of his own. Exactly. Yeah. What a terrible guy for raising someone else's kids. And really, you're still going on Haley and Kim. Didn't we like move past that when em- after Eminem's so last three bad old, albums? Bro, are you kidding like, come me? Come on. Go on. Come on, bro. I don't know. I can assure you they don't. I don't know if this is coming through on the recording. <laughs> I don't think so, but either way. It's all quiet when we do it. Maybe it's just low. It's fine, whatever. Well, it's just going to be us quiet noise, but I don't really care. It'll be fine. All right, turn so, it off. No, sorry, so I, I, I heard Eminem did a, did a, oh, did a rebuttal. Oh, no, this is fucking. I'm planning to do all this while you're panicking. And you're looking at staring at mannequins. They just did this on Jim and Sam yesterday. They just played that. That shit is fucking crystal. But like Nick Cannon, dude, like, first off, was never really that relevant, right? He was always like fringe. His most relevance was marrying Mariah Carey. And uh, hosting America's Got Talent. Yeah, which, whatever. And now they're in all kinds of trouble, yeah, America's right, Got Talent. Because anyway. of, um, what is it, the whole Gabri- Gabrielle Union? Yep. That they so, said her hair was too black. Yeah, so stupid. Ooh. Dude, like, really dumb. No, but listen, really so, dumb. So I remember, like, when I was a kid, when Nick, like, there was a big thing, like, when you were a kid. Like, when you watched, like, Nickelodeon Saturday Night, they called it Snick. It was, yeah, Snick, dude. Right? It was and, great. And, and he, the Orange Couch. Yeah, exactly. And he hosted it. And that was, like, the biggest thing that well, he, he went away. he started hosting it because it didn't start with him hosting no, it, didn't. it. it no, used no, to no. be Keenan and Kel, all that yeah facts which which was <laughs> great but what like I said Nick Cannon uh I pretty Dan pretty much summed it up like his biggest claim to fame was marrying Mariah yeah, Carey like, dude, and being getting his line? his whole back tattooed of her, just her name and then she had like I, the little thing I just Nick like, right there I do like him in a uh, Chappelle show daddy Nick Cannon's hilarious <laughs> 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 that but, was funny but uh, that was Dave no nah, but like Nick Cannon just is not funny he's he's an okay host from what I'm I've sure seen, he's he has charisma. He's a, he's okay. He has charisma. There's no denying that. You know what's bad too. So I've watched. I watched, I remember when Wild Nut first came out, and I've watched recently. I since, never watched it once, dude. It's, it's well because they tried to be the 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 the, the hip hop version of Whose Line Is It Anyway, and it's all trash. No, it's just it's, what it's, people just, were clamoring dude, for. It's just yo. Know, it's just a bunch of people walking up and saying, "Yo, bro, it's lit a lot, Ugh. right?" And it's it's. Honestly, garbage. Like, so they do the wild style, which is the freestyle battle rap at the end. It's not freestyle at all. It's no. fucking garbage. And every single time, it's always Nick Cannon versus the celebrity hat rapper that he brings in, and he always loses because all they do is talk about Mariah Carey yeah, left your dumbass because she's a drunk, and then when she sobered up, she realized that she married Why you and took so off. Why are you so obsessed with me? Dude, all the time. <laughs> and then the same thing, like even rest in peace, when Mac Miller was on there, Mac Miller raps a thing, and it's like, listen, the, the last time, nope, nope, not answering your phone call. Nope. <laughs> Who um, was it? It was kidney <laughs> uh, no. hey, we're talking about uh, scorsese yeah i'm gonna buy him that shirt <laughs> you should for christmas and it was like uh it's like uh oh, you try to diss a white rapper oh too bad emory did that to you like it like just saying little things like that nick cannon is the furthest thing from talented Dude, i've he, ever seen be it, famous there's no question like he's he's famous for being famous like yeah he, facts it's like there's a like he to give him credit for one thing of all the people that have been on all that, very few have continued success. So he has remained relevant in some way. He's like a C 
level celebrity, but yeah. more like a D level dog. Like yeah. he's trash. D for um, dog. D for okay. Dick. You guys want to talk about the Golden Globe nominations quick? Uh, sure. Tell me who's what. Um, let's see. Golden Globe say? nominate. Tell me who's. Tell what. me who's what. Okay, so we'll go through them. Capper's Nick. Capper's Nick. That's never mind. Let's see. Golden Only Bob and Justin understand that. Well, they don't really understand much, so I don't think that's a good thing. Okay, so best motion picture drama. Um, I've seen all of these, but two. Uh, 1917, which comes out on Christmas. Can't wait. Uh, the Irishman. Saw it. Joker. Then see it. Marriage Story. I just watched over the weekend. Really liked it. Um, and The Two Popes, which uh, is one that just started coming out of nowhere with Anthony Hopkins. That's supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. Best motion picture, musical or comedy. Dolomite is my name. Okay. Jojo Rabbit, which I really want to see. That's uh no, dude. That looks great. No, 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 no. I'm, I have no idea what that is. That's uh, what's his name? Directed it as a star. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Okay. okay. Krog or Krog from uh, Korg. Yeah, Korg from uh. Hey, uh, Doug. This is Doug. Like that. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. yeah. Doug did. Um, but it's a. It's about. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a. Bye, na- new Doug. It's a Nazi comedy. It's like Hitler is like in a comedy. <laughs> I need it, dude. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, Knives Out, which I want to see. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Rocket Man. Wait, Once uh, Upon a Time in Hollywood for what? Best musical or comedy. It's more of a comedy than anything else, Facts. I would say. It is a comedy. Um, so, uh, Rocket Man does not deserve to be on here. It's a very forgettable film. Still uh, haven't seen it. Uh, best Director Motion Picture. Again, I've seen all of these but one. Uh, Bong Joon Hoi for Parasite, which is that, probably my Korean favorite film. movie this year, yeah. honestly. Uh, Sam Mendes, 1917. Uh, he has a chance to become a two time Best Director winner for 1917 and American Beauty. Um, uh, Todd Phillips for Joker Martin Scorsese The Irishman Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, Best Performance by an Actress in Motion Picture Drama uh, Cynthia, Cynthia Ervio for Harriet uh, The Harriet Tubman film Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story um, Sorcy Ronan for Little Woman I Will Never Watch Little Women uh, Shirley Theron for Bombshell and Renee Zellweger for Judy Zellweger um Zellweger? <laughs> Zellweger. Uh, no, it's from Chappelle's show when they did Trading Spouses. Who the fuck is Renee Zellweger? <laughs> <laughs> Best performance by an actress in motion picture, musical, or comedy. Ana de Armas for Knives Out. Uh, this chick, Aquafina. I, I learned today that, that her name is that intentionally to be funny. Yeah, she's actually really funny. I never heard of her till now. Huh? Uh, someone goes to me, she was in Crazy Rich Asians. If you saw that, I'm like, I didn't fucking see that. <laughs> I wasn't going to watch she that. She didn't have to throw a water bottle. Yeah. Yeah, Aquafina. Uh, Kate Blanchett for Where'd You Go, Bernadette. And Beanie Feldstein for Booksmart. Now, I did you you saw the trailers for Booksmart, right? She's the bigger girl in it. That's Jonah Hill's sister. Is it really? I only just learned this recently. <laughs> um, okay, so... And then uh, Emma Thompson for Late Night. Best performance by an actress in the supporting role, motion picture. Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, Annette Benning, The Report, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. This is the most uh, competitive field. Christian Bale for Ford versus Ferrari, which I still have to see. Antonio Banderas awesome. for Pain and Glory. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Fantastic performance, fantastic movie. Joaquin Phoenix Joker, Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. Um, I was to say, so this is all just these are movies that had wide releases. Yeah, it, it had like, to be in the theater at some point. At some point, no, not not necessarily. Oh, Golden well, Globes, they don't. Well, I was gonna say because um, th- maybe there was no. They did know. have to be at some point, correct? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Because the one movie I did watch this year that I absolutely love was just a straight Amazon original, the, which with Adam Driver, the uh, the report. Yeah, well, is, the report. I just read a nomination from the report, and that got nominated for best uh, best supporting actress. Well, I wasn't listening. Um, best performance by an actor in motion picture, musical, or comedy. 
Daniel Craig for Knives Out, Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit, Leo for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Taron Egerton for Rocketman, and Eddie Murphy for Dolomite. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes. Pacino, Irishman. Pesci, Irishman. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's a damn tough field. That is a damn tough field. Brad, Brad Pitt was really good. He in was movie. great in he that. Was awesome in that. Um, and then there's a bunch of TV ones. Barry's nominated for a bunch. The Sessions nominated for a bunch. Um, Game of Thrones only got one Golden Globe nomination for Kit Harrington. Um, Which I don't understand how he had. He okay. So his his performance in the opening of the Last of the Starks was great. Where yeah. he was doing the speech. Yeah, that show. was great. That was his but, best acting. But everything else was. She is my queen. It's the first. I gold- don't want her. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't want. Her. It's it's the first <laughs> Golden Globes with the season of Game of Thrones where it didn't get. Um, it only got one nomination. Every year was at least five, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's uh, Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Joker and Parasite that lead in all nominations. Nominations, which is awesome because those are probably my top movies this year. Okay. Um, Okie dokie. UFC 245 this weekend. Uh, who's fighting where? Three title fights. Oh, God. Three title fights. Main yeah. event, uh, so, Usman versus Covington. Are we doing something for this? Uh, or? Spooner's party you? that you've been invited to for weeks for the 90th time that he is ordering the fights. Mm-hmm. So, Saturday. You, oh, okay, Saturday. Where, where does he live again? Up there? Vernon. Up he there, lives yeah. literally two blocks from him. Yeah, I don't live two blocks from him. I'm saying he... I know where the fuck he lives. Well, no, I'm you don't. You said sure. he li- Where does he live near you? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Just making so, yes, sure I remember. We will be there. Okay. I uh, might be so there. I don't know. It's Covington versus Usman, the one title fight. Okay. Max Holloway against Alexander... Um, Vo- Vo- no, Alexander Vo- Vochanowski, who is this awesome... I love this guy. He used uh. to be a professional rugby player. He was play. He used to play at two hundred and eleven pounds, and now he fights at fucking one forty five. Jesus, that's a lot of weight to cut. Yo, dude. he but he's like a stocky dude. Like I'm like, how, how much tall is he? He's short, but he actually has a reach advantage on Max. He's like, it's weird. It's right. really strange, but he's sick. So he has like he has like weird like John Jones. Yeah, like he's, he's got a reach. really really good chance in this fight. And then the other one is Amanda Nunes versus Jermaine. The Duran Duran Amanda Nunes. Yeah, her. Um, and then uh, Tiago Alves is on the card. Uriah Faber, not Tiago. Tiago, um, Tiago I'm saying Tiago. Jose Aldo and Uriah Faber are on the card. Yes, so it's the, a damn good card. That actually is really nice. Three title fights. Oof. Yeah, which means that one of one someone's gonna pull out. That's la- usually what happens. Uh, th- actually, this year there's only been 19 main events or co-main events that changed due to injury. Really, it's the lowest since 2011. Well, I was gonna say with the amount of fights and cards they put on constantly, it's that amazing actually, that, that there that, hasn't that's been a very low there, there hasn't been a, a no. ton of turnover. Um, I dude, Covington just makes me cringe. Like, I don't mind the shit talk, and I like, I appreciate that he's trying to market himself, but he has no charisma. So, uh, and it's so like he was. I was watching the presser today, and it was like questions from fans and media, yeah. and someone asked him a question. And he goes, "Well, about that, uh, I just want to say." Uh, Epstein didn't kill himself, and it was silence. Like no one was like, and usually I love those jokes. It's and not it was just funny. It was forced. Well, uh, it was forced. So I, I think, it may, I mean, it's not too hard to see see through it. But uh, Rogan blew up spot when this was all starting. And he goes, "Dude, it's all an act." The, like you see, was about to cut him, well, and then he started. Yeah, doing this well, shit. correct. So uh, a guy um, that's a friend of the show, Damon Martin, is his name. He runs Nerdcore Movement. Uh, he's been an MMA reporter for years. He Shout did, out. He did this great article. Um, I'll have to send it to you. You can find Please. it on his Facebook actually. Um, he just posted a couple days ago. Damon Martin. Is his name? Is, is he on about, Twitter? Um, he 
is on Twitter. He probably okay. posted it there too. You okay. probably just Google Damon Martin, Colby Damon Covington. Martin. Okay. But it was about um, what's going on in the American top team because George Mas- Masvidal is there. He's mm-hmm. friends with them. He made all those comments about Brazil. ton of Brazilian fighters at American top team. Yep. It's a really cool article about the fighters there that defend him and the ones that don't want to talk to him. But I don't know who's going to win that fight. I'm actually favoring Covington to win. I would love to see Usman beat him because it just... I, I, if Covington was at all charismatic and it didn't seem so forced, it would be so different. I would love him because I love his style. I Dude, love that pressure so style. I, I went to that UFC when he fought Robbie, Robbie Lawler, Lawler yeah. and I was so convinced that Robbie's going to beat the fucking brakes off. Of him. I told you how and it was, was going to go. And it was man. the other way around entirely. Um, I see Colby just doing the same thing he did to Robbie, pushing the pace. Well, here's the thing though: Usman does what Colby does just as well. That's his what style I'm is exactly like so, that. So I think what's going to happen That's is how he beat is Woodley. That, yeah, but I think just. Uh, now there, there's a distinct size advantage between Usman and Covington. It's not significant. No, no. It's they're, not that significant. For some reason, well I always matched. thought Usman was like this big burly motherfucker at like one. I mean, he's a big dude, but I mean, his last fight was Woodley, who was a huge one seventy. Yeah, that's Woodley's what I'm saying. A huge one seventy. He manhandled Woodley. Manhandled him. Right. So I think this could be very much the same. Um, but I, I just think, I it's think it goes to decision either way. Um, I think again, like I said, it could just be one one right punch and Usman knocks knocks uh, knocks homie out. But other I mean, Colby's shown a chin so far because he ate a couple bombs from Robbie. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I love a matchup like this where two guys are so similar. Um, but it's it's going to be a really fun fight. The co-main is great. I love watching Max Holloway fight anytime. The dude he's fighting is sick. Ma- Max is my Max is my favorite current fighter right now, and he has one of my favorite fights I've ever watched. But his last his last fight was with uh, Brian Ortega. Still one of my favorite fights I've ever watched. Correct. I absolutely love that. No, I, his I, last I don't, fight I don't, was Frankie Edgar. Oh, Frank, excuse me, yeah, Frankie, which Edgar. was a, a great um, performance. This on Alexander his part. kid, I have no idea. Dude, watch I've some of his fights. Of, he's I will. Fucking awesome. Oh, I see you got the battery pack case. Yes, I do. It's not nice. bad. It, it's I saw a, a case a that made me think of you the other day. It's a charging case that also charges and holds AirPods. I, I need that <laughs> because I've lost these a thousand times. Yeah, I know. Um, um, but I'm, the, but I'm excited for the, this. Is the um, the last time there were three title fights on a card was UFC 216, and that night all three titles changed hands. That's awesome, which um, is pretty crazy. I want some upsets, man. I want to see some upsets. I wouldn't mind seeing some upsets, but the one that I definitely I, I can almost I think it's a lock. I think man, is just gonna brain Jermaine Duran. Well, they fought once already, so they fought back in 2013. And this is the one person that Amanda Nunes in her career did not want to stand with. Well, she took her down and she pounded her out in the first round via uh, on the ground. If she tries kickboxing with her, she's going to be in trouble. No, I understand. There's a video I'm of this saying- chick. But do a kickboxing match with a dude knocks him out cold with one shot. No shit. She's a fucking animal on the feet. No, yeah, no. I, I mean, I definitely but see that happening. She knocked but... out Holly Holm, who's a world class striker in her own right. Yeah, no, so, I know that. So I, I, I don't I mean, say it's definitive because well, I, I think it's the same thing where it's like if you, if like if you take Max Holloway, Conor McGregor the first time they fought, yeah, you put sure. and you put him in the ring now, it's a completely different fight. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's speaking of which, we're things. getting Conor and Cerrone, which is nice. I think that's a good, that's a great comeback uh, fight. I think for Conor is gonna if Conor is training seriously, he's gonna kick his ass. He that that is the worst possible matchup for Cowboy Cerrone because yep. he struggles with southpaws mightily. Mm-hmm. He struggles with guys that have are, are counter strikers more of not because he's a counter striker himself. Yeah. And he gets very overzealous when someone isn't committing, yeah. and he's going to get knocked out. I think it's, but ju- it's just amazing. If, if Cowboy wants to take it to the ground, that's what he should do. I tell you what, like listen, this is a great opportunity for Cowboy Cerrone yeah, to really dude. make some noise and look for his uh, a really really big payday, and then then he could probably if he like if he wins this fight and he retires, that's what he should do. He won't retire. <laughs> he won't. Dude, he no. fights every three months, no. man. I um, love that in, shit. In other news, that's why I respect um, him so much. In other news, the Resident Evil Three remake trailer. Looks okay. fucking. Now, are they going to the Biohazard gameplay style first I person? Think, I would think so. Those that would Resident be nice. Evil Seven, because that's kind of what the trailer made me think. Maybe. 
I'm fine with that. I like the idea of reimagining the gameplay. Um, three was my favorite Resident Evil of, of the old ones on PS1, but uh, I'm interested to see what they do with it. And I love the idea of Resident Evil Resistance, oh, this, the online play on it. Oh, I'm, this is uh, Chris Redfield's sister, right? Jill Val? No, it's Jill Valentine. Jill Valentine. But sorry. I don't like that they made her less slutty. Um, like in the original one, she's wearing a tube top with giant titties. Yeah. She looks like uh, uh, no. This is 100 percent first person. Are you kidding me? You you wouldn't I would show think, something like yeah, this. Yeah, it's her running away down a hallway from Nemesis. That's what and, I'm saying. There's I, no way. That looks like the trailer for when Resident Evil Seven was coming. That's out. 100 percent. Which yeah. I'm fine with because Three was a motherfucker. You seen, you've seen this, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm very very excited for it. Um, dude, and, I have so much anxiety just watching this. Oh yeah, shit. Dude. Uh, speaking of which, Finn has been playing the Resident Evil 2 remake, and he's yeah. like, dude, I'm oh, drunk, and I'm, so, I'm, shit. I'm drunk, and I'm so scared. <laughs> it's scaring <laughs> me. Um, other news, uh, Ace Ventura 3 is in the works. All right, so I think we should stop Jim it right there and Carrey. go with the NFL. Oh, okay. Looking right. to, but why is that good? Did Wait, you see Dumb no, and Dumber no, no, 2? No, 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 no. It's not good, It's better than someone else playing it's it? It's better than a reboot. Okay, yes, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with you, too. I was so excited for Dumb and Dumber-er. Mm-hmm. Or was it Dumb and Dumber 2? No, I don't remember no, what they called it. No. Dumb and Dumber. Or was the prequel? What was the prequel? Dumb and Dumber yeah. 2, I think, which, when Harry yeah, met but I think when it, Harry met Lloyd. Okay, then, but I think this one was Dumb and Dumber T.O., like 2. I don't yeah. remember what the name of it was. It was horrendous. Yeah. It was, I was so excited for it. It was so... There wasn't a laugh to be had. Like, the funny part was yeah, in the trailer. D- Dumb and Dumber 2 was Jeff Daniels, Jim Carrey. and then It, it was, was horrendous. No, and then, then it was Dumb and Dumber-er when Harry met Lloyd. You which can't is really the... do what they did in the original ones and it's make it great. funny. So like, that's one of my, I, dude, that's the, one of my favorite parts in any movie the ever. The fucking with the part with the briefcase. Uh, Sam- Samsonite. Samsonite. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, best, the best part is... Huh, oh, big gulps, huh? Well, well see, see you later. later. Like no, I loved... Uh, so you it? can't go in there. It's okay, I'm a limo driver. It's okay. Pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> like Dumb and Dumber is hilarious. That was when the Farrelly brothers, like they could do no wrong. And Jim Carrey was on fire. Then he hit a little lull. Then he did Me, Myself, and Irene, which is fucking hilarious. Wait, what was that? What His was three part? black sons and Me, Myself, and Irene that he raises. Anthony Anderson, who has made an incredible career for himself, by hey, the way, hey, never would have guessed that. Hey Harry, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> yeah, dude, they're just mock. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mockingbird. Like, dude, dude, I love when he lights his when he uh, he gets his fucking uh, his foot set on fire and she's like trying to get the number. She's like, oh, you know, yeah. it's so funny. Just give me the damn dude, number. Like, Those Jim Carrey movies in the mid nineties, the Cable Guy, Dumb and Dumber. People hate the Cable Guy. The can mask, fuck off. The fucking uh, liar, liar. Yeah, liar, liar was liar, great. Liar is amazing, dude. There's I this love great that movie. Um, one time when Jeff Daniels hosted SNL, they did um, the Inside the Actor Studio thing with Will Farrell doing an incredible James Lipton, which is one of my favorite ones. And he's like, "You have done many Oscar-winning films, and have had many award-winning performances, as seen here." And it cuts to the scene of him shitting in Dumb and Dumber. Where he's like, ah! And he's like, please tell us, what mindset did you have to get into for that scene? Jesus Christ. And he just cuts to Jim Carrey laughing like the Wicked Witch. Dude, I love the, when they had the same fucking suits okay, on and I, shit. I have a really interesting, con- I had this conversation the other night with uh, Ears and her boyfriend and the landlord. Okay. Okay, this is a tough one. I love the Mount Rushmore conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore of different things. Okay, okay. okay. What? Mount Rushmore of film. What? Okay, the four movies uh-huh. that are on the Mount Rushmore as the most significant 
for whatever reasons. Not the best movies. You don't even have to like the movie, mm. but you cannot de- deny their historical significance. And I think I have the definitive <coughs> Mount Rushmore <coughs> film, and I can logic reason with every single one of them. Okay. okay? So, so let me let me let me explain mine first, and tell me where you disagree. Okay. Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Has to be on there, right? Don't, I don't disagree. First Wizard of Oz film has in to color. It has stood the test of time. For, it's still a great movie. I, I just watch it again. It's great. It's, it's what, 80 green. years ago it came oh, it's out? It's fucking great. It's amazing. Did you did you see the dude who hung himself in the fucking bag? I don't, I'm not getting into that conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, but also, you know, you talk about it. First film in color. Timeless, arguably the greatest villain in film history, most iconic. Just think of all of our friends. Like, who was the first one to say, "We're off to see the wizard, dude"? Yeah, shut up. So, so Wizard of Oz is my first. Okay, uh-huh. Godfather. Mm-hmm. Have yeah, to put no, the Godfather yeah, on. That's there. what. I, well, when you said that, that's the first movie that came to my head. You have to put the Godfather yeah. on there. The next. Now, this is where it gets tough. The next one is probably, and this is one that people have argued with me about. Jaws. Fuck you! I was literally just about to say that. Jaws was hundred percent Jaws. Jaws is the was the very first movie that made summer blockbuster a thing. There That's was no so such weird. thing as summer blockbuster films before Jaws. Yeah. Then summer it used to be released around the holiday and award season. Then it became make a spectacle film, make a film that is just on another level, and Jaws completely changed that. So now in the summer, that's gen- you know there's still big winter releases. The Star Wars always came out in the winter. The Lord of the Rings films always came out in the winter. Yep. But summer blockbusters are a thing, and they're always spectacle films like Armageddon, Jurassic well, that, Park. That's why whenever they say though the biggest movie event of the summer, yeah, that's what they always yeah. say. You know um, now I know it's so funny. I just had this conversation, and I'm forgetting my fourth one, but I think. I think I put Citizen Kane. Um, that's that's literally what I had too. I, I think I put Citizen Kane, but there might have been something be. different. It should um, be Citizen Kane. I, I I I was going back and forth because one of them that was on there for me was Psycho. Psycho is such a significant film, and it changed the f- filmmaking style. Had the twist ending. It was such an important film. You could argue The Exorcist because that was a cultural shockwave when The Exorcist came out. That disturbed people. That sent people running out of the movie theater, passing out uh-huh. in the theater. Um, and it changed marketing for films because now every horror movie was like, we give a barf bag, b- well, barf bag with yeah. this movie because you're gonna throw up. So, so <laughs> like, literally. So okay, so your four movies Star are. Star Wars could also be on there. Yeah, so absolutely. You, so Star Wars so can four, absolutely be so on there. So your four movies are, well, we'll go Citizen Kane, Godfather, Jaws, and Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that would be your four. Yeah. Okay, so I would take. Two of those. I would take Citizen Kane and Godfather for sure. Okay. I would take Wizard of Oz out, and then for me, I would put a Clockwork Orange in there. It doesn't have that kind of cultural. It's a, one of my favorite movies, but it doesn't have that impactful. I'm not talking like personal. No, favorite. no, no. It does I'm not, not talking about personal favorite either. I'm it doesn't talking. have that ripple effect kind of thing because that's not even like considered his like landmark film. More, I, I, I just think it's that important of a film. It's not like, though. It's that, but you you can think I can it have it's, that. No, but I'm talking. No, I'm talking significant. Significantly across, it's important to you. It does not have the same level of importance as those other movies. It does not at all. You could argue that fucking uh, Full Metal Jacket was more important. The Shining had a way more impact than. And I love Clockwork Orange. If I'm making Mount Rushmore for me, 
Clock, Clockwork Orange is on there, like my yeah, personal facts. favorites. But I'm talking the significance to what it did to impact film. And as much as I love it, it did not do that same thing. It was a great movie, an amazing movie, and a misunderstood movie when it came out. But it wasn't the same kind of level. So I'm not trying to slight Clockwork Orange, but I think taking any of the, uh, putting that on over those movies, I think there's other movies you could put on before Clockwork Orange, like a Star Wars, like a Schindler's List. Gone with the fucking wind. As much as I don't like it, uh, it's such an important film. A Streetcar Named Desire. Streetcar Named Desire. Um, uh, the Sand Pebbles. There, there's a, no, dude, uh, Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand, yeah, that's a great one. That's yeah, a cool fucking Hand great Luke. one. Uh, on the Waterfront. On the Waterfront. Ba- basically that, just yeah. pick a Marlon Brando movie. A million of them, yeah. yeah pretty much. Josh, what would you say? Um, so I would definitely keep um, The Wizard of Oz on You there. have to. Um, just because, like, you know, if you... If you really think about it, you know, not only was the first color film, but the vibrancy of the yeah, colors. It absolutely. really showed people, you know, obviously it, it wasn't around. It made Technicolor around, a thing. Technicolor was, was the leading you know, edge in colored films for that you know, long. None of us were here in 1934, but, uh, you know, it, it, it really showed people. I remember watching it as a kid and going from the The contrast zone was just like such a... To the color. Yeah. And it's like the the vibrancy, the Absolutely. vividness of the color. Absolutely. You gotta, you how, gotta how, how leave good it the, on How there. good the tornado looked in the Yeah, it looked um, great. It was, it was still just does. Pa- it was pantyhose filled with sand that they just moved around. And it, was still, a pant- and it still, yeah, looks, it still great. Look, looks better than fucking like 20, or a day after tomorrow tornado. It, it looks better um, than that fucking shit Twister movie. And then... um and tornadoes. Ooh, I would the, sub the Godfather for the Godfather 2. Okay, I'm fine with that. Um, I think you could flip a coin. Both of them are Yeah, perfect. I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Um, and then next, I would put Star Wars. Okay. Uh, because Star Wars changed everything. Yeah, absolutely. Where, 100%. Where for special sci-fi. effects are concerned. Not, it came not out even, of, and it came out of nowhere. Yeah, not even just sci-fi. For special effects in general, George Lucas did things that nobody yeah. ever even no. thought of. I remember my dad saying that when then Star Wars came out, he went and saw it in the theater like six times, and he said, because we had never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, when you see that first oh. shot of the Star Destroyer, yeah. it was like, what the fuck? What Taylor, about- I want you to do something, actually. I want you to watch, and you don't have to watch the full movies. I want you to do a comparison. Watch Star Wars. If so, you like can, a new hope. If you can find a this, actually, I might have a DVD that has the original cinematic cut. Okay, um, the original without any of George Lucas. I was gonna say, yeah, you, well, because you is, watch, that, is that what iTunes has? Is that the George Lucas? Everything. Cuts? Yeah, everything. Okay, that's annoying. So, uh, compare that to yeah. Star Trek: The Motion Picture, the original one with Will Shatner. It is amazing. It's a how night two and day movies difference. that came out so close in proximity and time together. Right. Star Wars does not. You don't see any of the bullshit. Like you know, you back see the in strings. the day, you see strings. You know, with yeah. green screen stuff, you'd see like a Star little Wars bit just of a had a stormtrooper hitting his head on the fucking door. Yeah, you'd have, that was you'd have funny. a little bit of a blur around the the object that's actually being filmed and right. what's put on the green screen. Yeah, you don't see any of that in Star right. Wars. It well, that was all what, what, so didn't what you would assume to be. Real. Well, well I, I say, I, did, I, didn't just, they use, I just changed um, my film well, uh, for Citizen Kane. It's Raging Bull. It's Raging Bull 100%. I would, st- oh, I would oh, still wait, keep no, no. Citizen Kane. I remember Kane. what my fourth was now. I remember. I was in the right path. Rocky, the first independent film to win an Oscar. Yeah, Rocky that's over Citizen Kane. Rocky changed the way that uh, independent film was viewed. So mine are Wizard of Oz, Godfather. Um, what the fuck one am I forgetting now? Uh, Jaws. Jaws and Rocky. 100%. Yeah, so I guess if I was to do it from that perspective, it would have to be Godfather, Citizen Kane, On the Waterfront, I'm and fine with that. Um, what's the one with Paul Newman I said before? Cool Hand cool Luke. Cool Hand Luke. I'm, that, that's a good list. Yeah. That is a timeless list, honestly. I see, because I was thinking, well, actually, no, I'd, I'd take Cool Hand Luke off, and I would actually do Steve McQueen in The Great Escape. That's a good that's one, That's what too. I would yeah. do. So, And then my last one, 
Jurassic Park. I'm Jurassic fine with Park that too. Jurassic great, Park, dude. Jurassic Park it looks better so good. than most movies that come out now because there was literally almost no CGI. The first Jurassic Park looks better than the following three yeah, Jurassic dude, Park it's movies. Crazy. What dude, about the, I still get chills when they first get to the park and they see the dinosaurs, the, the brontosaurus the music, for the first time. The John Williams score. It is such a beautiful film. The story is great. It was such an. It still is such an amazing movie. And I like the recent ones that came out. I like Jurassic World one and two. They were good for what they were, but it's still not the same thing because yep. it was just a wonder. It was like this thing when we had seen dinosaurs in movies used in such an impractical way, or it was Godzilla, and I love Godzilla. Yeah, right. But it was just such a, a, a spectacle. It was like just this or, thing that like just what, blew your mind. What about like the original King Kong? Would, would um, that be up there maybe? As far as like a monster movie, I guess. You know so what I mean? That's, like, this is my, my, my biggest thing with it. So like I brought Rocky into it as the Mount Rushmore because it was the first Well, no, you have. That's different. It's the first yeah. independent film to win Best Picture at the Oscars and it brought Stallone to prominence. But the first independent film that had any sort of financial success and mainstream recognition and it could easily be on here is Night of the Living Dead. Okay. It was a college film made for $15,000 and look what it did and it also changed trademark laws in film because he didn't trademark anything <laughs> that's why if you go on Amazon Prime type in Night of the Living Dead there's 10 different versions of it on there with this one's in color this one it's in a green effect what this was, one is it, it's was, crazy was that one of the ones I watched where like you constantly heard like the zombie noise throughout the movie or is that a different one Um, that, that, that was, that was one of the that dead. was the one with Bob no that was the one with Bob that was Day of the Dead Day of, Day the, of dead. the Dead Night of the Living Dead is so the only I, black and white one in the farmhouse right. he thought I watched Land with, of the Dead with Another reason that was such a groundbreaking film it could easily be on there it was the first movie to put a black character as the hero at a time when it was civil rights unrest the Vietnam War was going on and you made the black guy the race wasn't even a conversation in the movie it was a bunch of people hunkered down in a farmhouse surrounded by they didn't call them zombies at any point it was ghouls or people and he was the, the rational one Okay, and then it comes with maybe the most shocking ending in film history and it just fucking... It, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, what the fuck? Okay. It was such a... So, I, I, I still wouldn't put it on there, but it's it pushes no, it's for there. me. There's it's a like lot 1A. That, it, that's why these kind of conversations... Then we did the Mount Rushmore of movie villains. So, okay, so... Okay, <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah. The Mount Rushmore of movie villains. It's Wicked Witch, Darth Vader, Nurse Ratchet. Hannibal Lecter. Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Calling a nurse Nurse Ratchet is the equivalent of calling someone the N word to nurses. Fair they enough. hate it. They hate it. Well, I was just saying, what, what about what about you the the top four album, top four music albums? Like oh, and, and now now that's a hard one. Now wait a minute. Now I'm not talking a whole I, fucking episode. No, 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 no maybe we'll do I'm that. Not, when we do our extra stuff next yeah, week. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm not talking about say like Mozart, Beethoven. Fuck you. We know. Influential I'm rock albums. I'm or saying music like, albums. I'm saying like like influential like rock or like I would. I really need to scratch my brain on that one. Movies yeah. is easier off the top of my head. Music is really hard because, you know, one movie is one movie. If a band like the Beatles, who have all these albums, and Led Zeppelin, who have these albums. And music is also incredibly personal. Like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's that's one of those thing. things that your, your top four, his top four, and my top four could be... All over the spectrum. Well, I was just saying, because I know for a fact that like, in my top four, one of them is probably one of the greatest records ever written, and no one even talks about it, is a Pink Floyd record, and no one talks about it. I'd be it. fine with Pink Floyd being on any... But, like, making a music one is so general. I, like... Uh, Landlord and I have done conversations like the Mount Rushmore of classic rock bands. That like generalized it more for me because it, you can nail it down. We did the top four women in rock. Like, that's a tough one because... Check you from think Heart. It's it's Stevie Jan Nicks. Jan you start with Janis Joplin. Yeah. You start with Janis. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. I'm Ch fine with uh, the chick from Heart. Uh, Joan Jett. 
and Joan Jett. Like, but there's definitely other people not, in the conversation. Def, That's the thing. Definitely not Lisa. Pat Benatar's in there. Pat dude. Benatar has to be in there. No. She has to be. Impact Blondie. Blondie was punk rock before it was a punk rock was a phrase. Yeah, but definitely not Lita Ford though. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, why don't we just get the football because we could do this all day. Yeah. yeah um, do you want to set up, Josh? Yeah. Okay. So can we um, hear the scores, please? I want to know. I'll, where I'll we're wait at. for the camera to come up okay. to get the scores. Um, but we are heading into uh, the next week of the NFL. I want to wait till he's ready to go. Um, yeah, really exciting. The season's boiling down. It was a crazy week of games, and I just want to say what I said on the show last week. I followed through, and I used Justin's picks, and I won $1,300. So so just listen to Justin going forward. Well, pretty Don't much. Don't follow your gut. Your gut sucks. <laughs> no, okay. Your gut so, health sucks. So, Everything so, sucks. So some of Justin's lines I loved. Some of Justin's lines I absolutely hated. So I substituted two of them, and I still won a lot of Okay, money. so we are headed into week 15 of the NFL season. Only three weeks of football left before the playoffs. Um, with three weeks to go, I am in the lead with a uh, record of 130-76-1. Josh, or, um, oh, I flipped the records here. Josh is one, tw- I fucked up. Did you? Um, I fucked up writing these down because Josh is significantly behind me, and I wrote them down wrong. Um, so what are the records? You, Josh is seven behind me. Uh-huh. And you are three behind Josh. You be- gained you be- gained a game on him because you I were lost four Monday because I lost Monday night. Correct. You gained a game on him is all I know. I went ten and six last week. You went ten and six. Josh it's gotta went be nine thank you, seven. Pat Shermer. Yeah, I thought it was more than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote can't the, believe that. My dude. mistake. Seventeen three at half. I wrote the records down wrong. I can that, believe my it. mistake. Okay. I I apologize. Um, okay, shout out to Jerry Recco. Um, <laughs> so Patriots are cheating again. Patriots, That's awesome. Patriots fans are. Didn't I say on the show last week they're going to be losing at halftime and the fans are going to boo? That's exactly like, what, what happened. They do? That's exactly what happened. Exactly what exactly. happened. And then their fans. Oh, we got screwed out of a call. You have no right. So the Patriots fans are the one fan group. I don't want to hear any fan ever complain at a ref outside of the Saints Rams last year. That was the one call where I'm like, you have a little bit of an issue. This goes out to Steve Quaz, who me and Justin got in a very heated debate with this. Right? They have no right. He's like, you got to get the call right. Well, how about this? Yeah, sure they do. There's years, years of calls going the Patriots way. And Dude, there's one the, fucking the time. dynasty started on the fucking tuck rule. I know. The tuck rule, the I bullshit. Am. They've been getting calls going their way the whole time. So I just want to let you know, Quaz, I don't care if you say you're a football purist. You're also a Jet fan. So when stuff hap- bad happens you're to the, the Patriots, football. when the bad stuff happens Take bad it, to the you Patriots, you it. say yes. Enjoy Thank you, sir. It. May I have another? You think I was happy sitting there Going go Kansas City and dude and no. also and also to Stephen Quaz don't tell me that that meant they they would have won no that meant they would have gotten a touchdown tied. they would have been down tied. by they would have been down by one oh, down by one then right. they would have yeah. kicked the extra point and they've one of the worst kicking games in the NFL this year and who's not to say they would have lost anyway it would have maybe tied it it would have given a, prob- a higher probability of tying it but if you are in a position for a bad ref call to help make you lose the game you were losing every minute before that and that's your fault yeah facts. You don't think the refs miss call holding calls on the Patriots There's when the Chiefs were trying to pass time, rush? Dude. All the time. All so the time. I don't want to hear Patriots fans ever cry about bad calls. You ever. guys aren't real fans. Patriots fans did not exist before 2001. There was none outside of Boston. And there's not going to be any when Tom Brady is on another team next year. It's, which is which is pretty which likely. Which is going to happen. Which is pretty likely. And yes. then you guys are going to act like, and then you're going to disappear into the woodworks, like a lot of Yankee fans tend to do. Not you, Josh, but a yeah, lot of them tend to do. But like your brother, when the Yankees aren't doing great, yeah, they facts. don't look great. They don't talk oh, about baseball. Yeah. 
fuck Met fans today. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Wait, what do we do? No, no not I, you, not you. The, oh. the Met fan base at large. Uh, everyone talking shit about the Garrett Cole. It's like, oh, you made a terrible mistake. I'm like, it's not a terrible, I wish we it's, would. It's not a terrible mistake until it's a terrible mistake. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a crazy if contract. Mets fans at home are just, if just they jealous. Win one title because of it. It, then you're, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I mean, realistically, um, Evan Roberts said see, it perfectly see, Ralph, because people. Ralph says the opposite. He says it needs to be at least two. And no, Ralph is a no, baseball purist. I disagree. I think at nine years, it should. You need to win at least twenty games, at least once. It's not just a title. Yeah. It's not just because they he can get a hurt. title. They, can, they dude, can still win a title, and dude, he didn't do shit. A title, a Cy Young. You have to have he at least an eighteen he, game one you, season. He hasn't done any of those things. No, I. I but so he could though. That's but he, he could. But his last two years, he was so dominant the, in the AL. So we he get could to the do football, it. I want to get into a little bit of my my trepidation with Garrett Cole. Trepidation. My biggest issues with Garrett. Cole, I, I think he's a great pitcher. He's fantastic. He had the highest strikeout ratio in Major League Baseball history last year. 326 strikeouts last year. With that said, pitchers that go to Houston tend to become better pitchers. Justin Verlander shit the bed his last few years in Detroit because Houston's analytical department is one of the best in baseball for pitchers specifically. Also banging on trash cans. I'm I'm talking pitching specifically. Charlie Morton reinvented himself. Colin McHugh, who was a Mets bum, became a good pitcher (laughs) with the fucking Astros. Left and he regressed. Charlie Morton left, went to the Rays. He finished third in Cy Young voting this year. So there is a little bit of that fear there. And he's not CeCe. CeCe was never like an overpowering pitcher. He kind of always was. He was able to finesse. He threw 95, 96. Garrett Cole, there, nine years is a lot. Because a lot. not only that, like when he's in years five, you still have five years left on Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. And no one's going to take that contract. Well, he's going to opt when, out, dude. When you're at five years, well, unless he's been sucking or hurt, why would he opt out? No, no, it's I, a player I, I, I know that. Opt out. Also, with, with a full no trade clause. Correct. Too. And by the f- fifth year, you're going to have to pay Glaber Torres, Aaron Judge, Andujar, Gary Sanchez. It, if you get one title in five years, great. But there's certain things Garrett Cole has to do. He has to win at least 20 games. And but, I don't want to say that. He has to finish with a sub-2-5 ERA, mm-hmm. which is much harder to do in the Bronx than it is in Arizona. Yeah. So I think it's the only deal they could make, but nine years is fucking wild. That, that is I, a long time. I, here's the thing. If the Mets were open and signing their checks, I would hate them signing him. Hate them. So- I would, if the Mets were a team that were spending like the Yankees, I would not want them giving out that contract personally. For Garrett Cole. Not what I would not... Any player not named Mike Trout. The fact that he's getting paid the same amount as Mike Trout. That that, that is a yeah, bit as, that is a bit astronomical for that, two years of dominance. For pitching every fifth day. Right. For playing every fifth day when Mike Trout plays every day. I so, mean so I mean this, he I didn't mean, this, have like some he, well, his strikeout ratio was high, but outside of that, he didn't have a historic well, season from no. a dominance perspective. No, he didn't even no. win the Cy Young. No, two years in a row, DeGrom has had Hall of Fame seasons. That's what a little would DeGrom bit get on the open market. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's insane like, to think the, about. People, yeah, people are screaming it's like, you know, like it's fire DeGrom should fire his agent. He got five years, 137 mm-hmm. million. You know what I mean? Like and no, we got, that, that's a bargain. It is a bargain. He's still get like it's twenty five million a year. Like he's fine with twenty five million a year. I mean, like I mean, like a but, lot of people would be fine with yeah, twenty five million a year. Yeah, Cole would have been stupid not to take that number and take less from the Dodgers or the Angels. Uh, like, appara- apparently, the Angels were nowhere near close. They didn't even come close Nobody. to three hundred million. Jesus. The second I saw Strasburg got seven years, two forty five, I was like, um, I said uh, Cole's going to get at least. Two hundred eighty-five million. Yeah, my buddy, like who's that. an Angels fan, Jake, he was like, "No way, it goes that high." I'm like, "Dude, he's better than Strasburg." Yeah, he's Strasburg has been Strasburg. better longer. Well, 
But my fear is Cole regressing. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. So the, but the, I have anytime it's a nine year contract, I get really. The thing worried. that scares me with Garrett Cole is that he's had this run where he hasn't been hurt. He's always had thirty two. He's had thirty two starts in three straight seasons. And not to mention, like I said, he had a great season last year. But it's one of those things where it's like there's I, only been one me, pitcher I know of that hasn't really be, gotten hurt much recently. It was Max Scherzer. Being until this year, yeah. and then being like being just a, a, an overall pessimist with sports for the most part. Once when things are going on the opposite end, is that something's due and, to and happen? He, but that here's scares the other thing: me. is he going to hit for them in the playoffs? They gave up an average of three and a half runs in the postseason this past year, and but they I, lost. I also, you know, like that's the thing: like he can go out there and be great. But if the Yankees, if their big boppers don't start hitting with runners and scoring, it won't well, make a difference. That was the problem in the postseason. The yeah. Yankees couldn't hit in big spots. You know what? Wasn't bad in the postseason. No, I'm saying like they I, couldn't yeah. hit with you runners know, in scoring I position. Say, um, it, it's it's interesting the where the team is now and how the team is run yeah. because I can guarantee you if George was alive. Not only will we have Garrett Cole, we'd be signing Anthony Rendon too. Yeah, I'm sure you would have signed Anthony Rendon. Anthony who? Rendon. Rendon. I don't. Rendon. I like Rendon. I like Rendon. Was, I just I never know. heard it called that before. No, that no, was no. Funny. Dude, Here's the thing: if if um if the Wilpons were dead, <laughs> the Mets would sign Anthony Rendon. <laughs> yeah, but, but I like Rendon better. No, but, I'm no that's fine. Rendon. But like, why going? Well, okay, but let's. Okay, so let's hypothetically say they're in on Anthony Rendon. Mm-hmm. Okay, you would say yes, you want him. Yeah. With the way yeah. Ur- with the way Urshula played third base. Yeah. This year, Dude, Urshula was good. He wasn't Anthony Rendon good. Yeah. I'm not, not I'm, even close. I'm talking about like that's not really an area of need, is what I'm saying. I'm saying like bull. Like if you could target. Uh, okay, yes, area- not an area of need, but with the Yankees and with George specifically. Every, oh, with George. 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 Oh, no, he's no, he's George. there. Yeah, no, yeah. If, if George, he's here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's here already. Yeah, yeah. if right. George is alive. And you know what? They probably signed Donaldson to make him DH, too. Yeah. They signed Donaldson, then they trade and then, Andy and then, Marr and for, then so, just for because the Mets, mm-hmm. just, just because the Mets are sniffing around starring Marte, he's like, you know, I'll, I'll fucking take <laughs> it. I, I want to say a big fuck you to Mets fans. That I love Brandon Nimmo. Starling Marte is a better player. There's The only thing that uh, Brandon Nimmo does better is run the first base on a walk and draw walks. He's an average hitter. He's an average outfielder with a below average arm. Starling Marte is a 30 home run guy. He is a, a plus outfielder with a plus arm. Starling Marte. How old is Starling Marte? He's 30. And how old is Brandon Nimmo? He's 27. I believe 26, 27. Me? Now, this is me personally. I would personally take the chance with Nimmo getting better because Marte is on the uh, is I think 30 years old. I think we've seen Nimmo's ceiling. That's just me. I think I we've don't seen know. Nimmo's ceiling. And I like Nimmo a lot. On a great team, Nimmo's a great player to have. But he ain't starting. No, you know what I would do. You know, listen, and this is something interesting. I heard I heard people saying like, if you're gonna trade Nimmo for Starling Marte, then okay, listen, take Lowry, take Familia, then I want Chris Archer back. No, I don't want that bum. Archer sucks. What, what, he sucks. Then, then, then who? Then who's our fifth starter? I, I, Lugo. I want Lugo to be the fifth starter. I don't want to take Lugo out of the out of the bullpen. This is my the problem with Lugo. This is my problem with Lugo, though. I, he's an amazing. Yeah, but you can't use him back to back days. That yeah, but, cripples your bullpen when you have a bad bullpen. The bullpen was crippled when he did. When there's nothing else but, there. So you're talking every other day. You can't use your best reliever, and then you got to go to one of those bums more often. I and understand. then you're using the I'm other just, guys less. I'm just telling you because like no, Lugo has no, because to start. because with the bullpen being as damaged as it is, and you're gonna get rid of another he, arm. He, why wouldn't you want to keep him there? He was a dominant reliever who had been a Dominant starter. Give me the dominant starter. If he comes in and he pitches a starter like he did as a reliever, you have a potential Cy Young winner in your rotation. Then with that, Jacob no, the listen, Then that's fine. I'm just saying because we still have the giant question mark and that big dumb idiot Edwin Diaz as our closer. We're we gonna have know. the question mark if Seth Lugo's there because he can't pitch back to back days. And if you pitch in I two know, innings, I he kn- can't pitch for three days. I'm just you saying. You literally might as well just put him on the DH for a couple days at just that point. Saying. So I've got a great idea. Sure. Uh, next week we're gonna do that. Um, Episode after yeah, the episode, sure. we should do a ba- a winter baseball update. 
Okay. I'm fine with this. Because nice. with the winter meetings and week, yeah. free agency, there's going to be a lot yeah. to talk about. There's going to yeah. be a lot of shit. Okay. Let's get into it's the picks. It's been a crazy now. two days uh, already. Let's get into the picks. Um, so, again, I am up by on Josh by seven games. Josh is up on Taylor by three games. Um, I'm going to get ready to pick out the bottle of booze I want you guys to, uh, to buy me for my winnings this year. And then we'll pick out the tattoo for the loser. That was part of it? Yeah, the booze. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to tell you to get me the Slipknot whiskey. That's all I want, which is ordered online. Okay. So, first game of the week, Thursday night game. It's a doozy. The New York Jets at the Baltimore Ravens, the hottest team in football, the best team in football. Although Lamar Jackson is dealing with a little bit of a quad injury, that's more than enough to play the Jets. Uh, the Jets did beat the Dolphins um, after, again, I hate replay on defensive pass interference, on any pass interference. It's, it's stupid. Dumb. It's dumb. It slows the game down. That was barely pass interference, but nonetheless, they won. Um, I am not buying into Sam Darnold at all. I've seen enough of him now to understand that his ceiling is a little bit better than Mark Sanchez. Yeah, uh, no, I, I'll, I'll give it. Uh, you got to give it one more year with yeah, that. Yeah, I it's think just so. Because, like, again, you had this shitty mono, and then he's coming back halfway through the season. It's just, yeah. it, it was a very, very weird um, season. Are for we Donald. wasting a lot of time on this one? Are we all taking the Ravens? Yes. If, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, the Ravens played a great game against the Bills and uh, won, obviously. <laughs> Uh, next game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm really upset with this game because I don't think Jameis Winston is going to play. And Mike Evans is out. I really want Jameis Winston to finish the season out because he can become the first player in NFL history to throw for 5,000 yards, to throw 30 touchdowns, and throw 30 interceptions. So he could potentially lead the league in yards, <laughs> touchdowns, Dude, and interceptions. Bruce Arians would not let him. Would, um, would not allow it to go that far. Um, so, Taylor, again, we'll let you go last. Um, but, Josh, who are you taking in this game? Um, who are they playing again? The Lions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. Facts. So even without Winston and Evans, you're like... I even like it. Uh, I'll take the Buccaneers. Okay. Uh, Taylor. Uh, then just for shits and giggles, I'll take the Lions. Okay. I don't think that's a crazy pick. That's not. Um, but it's a so, crazy enough pick because Jameis and Mike Evans are out. Yeah. Um, next Maybe. game is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Redskins. Uh, Eagles, Eagles, four and a half point favorites on the road. Fuck the Eagles. Good chance to win the division still. Um, Josh. Uh, give me the Eagles. Okay. And I'm also taking the Eagles. I, I, again, I got to catch up. Give me the fucking skins, dude. Yeah, I don't think that's a crazy pick either. But the way I see it with the Eagles, they got that win in overtime. It yeah. uh, wasn't overly impressive. It was the fucking awful Giants. But those are the kind of wins in overtime that could kind of lift up a team they that's struggling. Team yeah, absolutely. While the giant, the Cowboys have been losing in the opposite fashion. Dude, so I'm it's so- like you see, I, what like this past week for both the Cowboys and the Eagles, I see them both like one going up, one going down. Yeah. Um, okay, next game. This is a good game. NFC North showdown. Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Packers four and a half point favorites at home. Packers coming off the win over the Redskins. The Bears beat the Cowboys on Thursday night. Um, I'm going to take the Packers in this one. They beat the Bears in uh, Soldier Field in week one. Very impressive defensive performance. Mitch Trubisky's been playing much better recently. The Bears have been playing much better recently. But I think in Green Bay that they're not going to be able to handle it and he's going to regress again offensively. So give me the Packers. Josh. Taking the Packers also. Okay. Taylor. It's another one. I'm going to take Chicago. I don't think that's a crazy pick either because the Packers to me, besides the Cowboys, are the worst teams, worst of the teams leading their divisions. It's just one of those things where, like, even though we know Trubisky kind of stinks, like, he still has that ability he has to physical ability. open it up and, like, really score points. Yeah. And that, that defense is championship caliber. For sure. But it's just that offense stinks. In uh, next part. game is the New England Patriots at the Cincinnati Bengals. Patriots mm-hmm. nine and a half point favorites on the road to the point where they felt they had to um, whatever Steal that... signs? Whatever happened what? with that. From the Bengals. Well, so, so apparently, that's, so, that's why the brilliance of Belichick is that 
he views he the on one, in, one in 12 Bengals the same way he would the Baltimore Ravens. There's, all, like there's, all, dude, yeah. there's also part of me, Big Cat from Barstool actually said this, and it makes too much sense and I, for me not to think about it. Conspiracy theory time is that he did this because the team stinks, the offense stinks. Yeah. Now all anyone is talking about is like, you know, oh, they cheated again. Now it brings in the mentality of us against the world. Now they're going to come out and they're going to drop fucking it's 50 burgers. It's not wild, but I am of the belief that Tom Brady is close to done physically. Like, he does not look like the same guy at all. The ball's not coming out of the same way. His footwork isn't the same. Everything looks off. And whether it's injury, Father Time's undefeated. He's I've, 42. I've heard people uh, say that the end of the Houston Texans game when they did the two touchdowns super yeah. quick and they almost got the onside, it's like, sure. he still got it. That's I, thought the, I thought Bill time. O'Brien took the foot off the gas. No, that that's one. exactly what happened. Like That's and, all that was. But like, I think we're all going to take the Patriots in this game. Yeah. We're going to waste a lot of time on no. it. The Bengals have been playing better. They gave the Browns a run for their money. Joe Mixon's playing his ass yeah, off, man. Well, Again, I feel you put, bad. A, you He's put a, a veteran like Andy Dalton behind center as opposed to a guy that uh, a rookie that no stinks. one ever heard, heard of. The running back's going to run better because the veteran knows how to change the calls. Yeah. Uh, next game. This is a great game. This is a very good game. The Houston Texans coming off a devastating loss to your Broncos. That's right. Where they came in completely flat. Total trap game mentality. Just came in lazy thinking they'd run through the Broncos against the Tennessee Titans, riding high on the shoulders of Ryan Tannehill. My guy, who I told you Five when he row. took over, he'd be great. Five Seven and one as a starter, leads the league in passer rating. If this, he continues up this track, he will finish with the highest passer rating in NFL history, That's awesome. which is crazy. With that said, I am taking the Houston Texans because after a game like last week and the week before beating the Patriots, they're due to bounce back. While I love Tannehill, I will always root for him. This is when Tannehill has his down game, the game that they have to win to prove themselves. This is a chance for the Titans to take over the division at home, and I think the Texans are going to come out fired up. I think they're going to run the ball down their throats, and Deshaun Watson's going to have a huge game, as is DeAndre Hopkins, and I expect one touchdown from Kenny Stills, and it's a pick six thrown by Ryan Tannehill. Give me the Houston Texans. Josh. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans as well. Derrick Henry is a little banged up. He's not out, but he's a little banged up. And that's the big thing because Tannehill's as good as his running game goes for. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to take the Texans? For me, um, I am actually going to ride and die with the Tennessee Titans. Um, I really think that there's something special happening right now in Tennessee. I you're think not that wrong. coaching staff, and I think that Ryan Tannehill's brought a swagger. I mean, listen, Mariota could have been a good quarterback, but he was just that super laid-back guy from Hawaii. Yeah, for sure. Tannehill brings that swagger, and he's bringing that explosiveness to that offense. And he's actually throwing well on the run. Yeah, and he's, and not, he's, like, finally he's thr- not putting up otherworldly numbers, no. but he's efficient. He's doing And listen, he laid out an offensive lineman that picked him off that tackle this that, week. That's, that was that, great. That's the best hit I've seen That was great. Um, he's getting the ball into his receiver's hands. Getting he's, the ball Co- out quickly. Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are really benefiting from this. He's it. doing really, really yeah. well. And obviously Derrick Henry finally playing as a first-round draft But if he's hurt, that's a concern. Now, if he's banged up a little bit in this, I think because the fact there's so much on the line and Tennessee has yeah. been so mediocre for so long, I think he's going to play through that. And with that being said, I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. And actually, take one further, I'm going to take the Titans with the points. Okay. I'll take that minus three. Three-point favorites. Okay, next game, Seattle Seahawks at the Carolina Panthers, the reeling Carolina Panthers. Wasting an MVP caliber season from Christian McCaffrey. Dude, waste um, a week, dude. The Seahawks oh. coming off a really bad loss at home to the Rams. Um, the Seahawks six-point favorites on the road. Josh. Um, yeah, you know what? Um, I am not going to step away from my guy. My <laughs> you quarterback. You really should My MVP. Your New York Yankees second baseman, Russell Wilson. That's a divisional game. That's a tough game. 
you know, Dude, listen, you, so, listen. Sometimes you lose some of those. Yeah, no, sure, listen. Sure. Sometimes you lay an egg like that. And it the happens. Rams, even when they were bad with Jeff Fisher, they always beat the Seahawks when yep, they had always. the Legion of Boom. It was crazy. Yep. Dude. So uh, that's not going to happen this week. Um, I expect the Seahawks to win handedly. So, okay. I, I'm, I'm also taking the Seahawks. I'm going to expect them to win big as well. I'm going to agree with the Seahawks too. I think last. I think last week was just one of those things where, like, listen, aberration. St- the, dude, the stars aligned and everything just worked out perfectly for the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, so you're taking the Seahawks yes. as well. All right, the next game is your team, Taylor. The Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I need to le- read a, a crazy thing to you because your playoff hopes aren't dead. I know that's All the right, crazy so part. They're five and this eight. This is how they make By the, the way, playoffs. before you go any farther, fuck you, Spooner. The Denver Broncos are going to have a better goddamn record than the fucking wait, Giants. Wait, fuck wait, you. Wait, and fuck you, Spooner, because so are the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yes, I, I was actually the other Ooh. night. I was thinking about and possibly the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, yes. I, well, he specifically said when he was on the show when Kenyatta was here that the, the Giants, Giants have a better record than both the Dolphins and the Broncos. And I was thinking, nope. about, I was thinking about that last night. I was like, I got to go pull the sound. Clip, I thought of it. And yeah, I'm going to make a loop of just like different pictures of him with it over and over <laughs> again. All right, so this is how the Broncos <laughs> Broncos make the playoffs. Denver wins out. Beating KC on the road and taking down Detroit and Oakland at home would give the Broncos an 8-8 eight and eight record. Two, Texans and Titans week 15 game cannot end in a tie. This eliminates okay. the Broncos because at worst both teams would finish 8-7-1. and one. Jesus. Three, the losers of Texans-Titans in the Texans-Titans game must lose out. So whoever loses that game has to lose out. Fuck you, Houston. This, fuck you. This puts them at 8-8, eight and eight, which would tie the Broncos. However, both teams would drop the tiebreaker to Denver because the Broncos beat them both. That's awesome. Steelers finish 0-3. This puts the Steelers at That's eight and eight. Their happening. conference record would end at six and six, losing the tiebreakers to the Broncos' seven and five record. This keeps going. This is Cleveland great. must finish eight and eight or worse. The Broncos hold the tiebreak after beating the Browns in Week Nine. Number six, Indianapolis <laughs> must finish seven and nine or worse. Colts beat the Broncos in Week Eight. What if Oakland finishes eight and eight? Head to head is a tie. Conference records are a tie. Both common games are six and six. But Denver would win on strength of victory. Worst case scenario, Denver still beats Oakland. 453 winning percentage versus 418. And if a winner can't be determined, they'll have uh, a two-man sack race on consecutive Sundays until a winner's determined. <laughs> That's literally what that is. But I had to at least give you a little bit of hope. Um, so a little be, bit? Which you scenario? Should be, you should be picking against all the teams going forward if this plays out. So you should be picking against the Steelers every game. Let's just get into it. Uh, Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs coming off the win over the Patriots. The Broncos over the Texans. Um, the, t- the Chiefs are ten and a half point favorites at home. Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs too. I'm really impressed with Drew Locke. He's been doing some really good things, but the tape will come out. They will make adjustments, and he has to make adjustments. He's not going to keep playing at this level right away. It doesn't usually happen like that. He comes from a college system where he learned plays by them holding pictures up on the sideline. They'll figure it out. He's still going to be good, I think. I think he's going to be really good, but this is going to be the first game where there's a hiccup, and the Chiefs are going to win by 20. I'm riding or dying. I should have taken them last week. Let's go Broncos. The future is fucking here. No, it's not. It's finally here. Last week, you go on the road in Houston and you fucking go up 31-3 to at halftime against an, uh, against an over against an overrated bullshit. Hey, shut up with your overrated fucking quarterback. Shut up. I heard it. When you bought a Brock is, is the, the future. future t-shirt. That's right. That's I right. Heard, I also heard it with Paxton Lynch. <laughs> 
And Trevor <laughs> Simeon. Hey, and, uh, hey, 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 hey. Assholes, where's your Super Bowl trophy in the last 10 years? Yeah, with where's Peyton yours? Manning. Doesn't matter. No, Still no, got wait, one, dickhead. Was it, was it, Fuck you. talking about you claiming every quarterback that looks decent. No, I said Peyton guy. Hills. Wasn't but Peyton he Hills hasn't looked those? decent. He's looked great. Oh, he's no, had he five touchdowns in the first half. He, I'm saying Combined between both games. I'm riding or dying with Drew fucking Dude, you sound like Danny Dimes right now. Shut up. You sound like the Giants fans. You do. You sound like a regular piece of shit when you go. Brian Forbes was like a great coach. You're 2-10, Overrated quarterback. 3-13. Well, my overrated quarterback is about to fucking pass your overrated executive next season. (laughs) Uh, My my overrated executive, the one that won, that uh, lost three Super Bowls, but then won two of them. At the very end of his career, so my guy's got time. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. But... To be, I'm just saying what you're saying about Drew Locke is exactly what you bash Giants fans for saying about Daniel Jones. I didn't, I didn't bash you Giants fans. You were saying fans. that they were rushing. I to said it. Danny Dimes. I said it too. I know, but you're, dude. Don't say the futures now until you know. Until you know, I you do don't. Know. You I said that about Max the Lunch, Brock Osweiler, fucking Trevor Simeon. Hey, you know you hey, did. Hey, you're hey, 0 for hey, seven. Hey, you're hey, 0 for ten. Hey, you're hey, 0. Hey, hey, you're hey, zero. Hey, hey, zilch, hey. nothing, gone, got a goal, cunt. <laughs> Sorry. Your only claim to fame is your undefeated season from 60 years ago. Congratulations. Sorry, sorry, okay, Fuck sorry that, you. Sorry that multiple teams have won Super Bowls while only one has done it going undefeated. Sorry that we oh, have... Whoa. How many Hall of Fame quarterbacks do the Broncos have? Uh, Three. Who? Peyton Manning doesn't count. He goes in as a Colt. Bullshit. He no. goes in as a Colt. Then, then why does he go to Colt's training camp? He goes to Denver training camp Dude, all the time. Do you really time. think he would go in as a Bronco? Yeah, because he won there. He, he won with Indy. So what? You really? You're, you're a fuck. You're bullshit. No, 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 no. Who are your Hall of Fame No, I'm being genuinely honest when I say this. Isn't there? There's a genuine rift between him and Ursay because of the way it doesn't matter. Was that has that has nothing to do with no. The I'm saying because he does because he's got. That's yes, why he doesn't show up. But in the he Colts is a Colts Hall of Fame quarterback. Sure, whatever. All it doesn't of his matter. Numbers, the majority of them doesn't matter. He still won. He still won. He did. I'm not disagreeing. But who are your Hall of Fame quarterbacks? Frank Chapuka, who I believe is in the quarter, is in the. He's not Hall. He's in your ring of was. honor. He should be. And uh, John Elway. Yeah, we have two, so thank you. Brian Greasy, Dan Marino. Thank you. Oh, woo, so yeah. good. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. Dan Marino didn't win one. Brian Greasy yeah. won one 40 years ago. Two. He so won good. two in a row. Thank oh, you. Oh, congratulations. Sorry. Sorry, two in a row. Oh, good. The same John, amount Elway won. Good. John did that, the too. The same amount that he won. Yeah, yeah so John did Brian that, too. Greasy, top five Brian Greasy got in the Hall of Fame before John Elway. Oh, congratulations. He's not a top five quarterback. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he absolutely is. Top ten, is. yes. He's not he's top, top five. five quarterback. No, he's not. Yes, Tom he Brady, Joe Montana, um, Peyton Manning is over him. Uh, Matt Ryan's over him. Nope. Nope. Um, no, no uh, I, would get, I would take Who'd Steve Young. Who'd you just say? Will be. Oh, will be? No, Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Hell no, yes. If he wins one, okay. No, it's not. If he wins one, doesn't have a championship. Right. I'm not trying to be a dick. Doesn't have a championship. I would take Steve Young over John Elway. If, if Matt Ryan, no. and I would take Terry Bradshaw over no. John Elway. No, because he was a mortal quarterback. And I would before take Steve Eli Young Manning was, over so him. No. If okay, Matt Ryan, shut up. If Matt Ryan plays only five more seasons and keeps up the performance that he's had over the last ten, he'll still lose he'll, every Super Bowl. He'll wind up being number three all time. Yeah, it doesn't all matter. Time. It's not. Yeah, that's not better John Elway. He'll be behind. Only Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady's better. Than better than Drew, Bre- Drew Brees over John Elway any day as that's, well. That's that's hard to argue. Yeah, you Honestly, can't argue that's that. Hard to argue. Um, and I, I I'm John talking o- stats. I'm John not talking. Elway is like to me. He's a fringe top five. If someone puts him in the top five, I don't care. He's not top three. He's not top four. There's four guys above him without question for me. Brady, Peyton, Montana, Brees. Sure, whatever you say. Five pal. is a crapshoot. Sure, whatever you say, but pal. Marino uh, was anyway, a better passer. I'm b- yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't I'll exactly put, win. I put Fevre above um, him too. I would not put Favre above Elway. No way. I would not. Brett Favre threw too many interceptions, though. I am not against that. I understand what you're saying, but he threw too many picks. I'll put Brett Favre, dude. And then John Elway beat him in the Super Bowl. But he's Brett Favre, I'll put Joe Namath over John Elway. (laughs) 
<laughs> now you know I'm trolling. <laughs> he asked me for my pick. I gave you my pick. I okay. Cool. Fuck uh, you. Next game, uh, Dolphins and Giants. I'm going to be there with Spooner, with Pooner. I have to spend two days in a row. Spooner sucks. I'm spending my whole weekend with Spooner. I'm going to yeah. kill myself. Oh, poor you. I'm not going to be like Epstein. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins because the Giants are the travesty. Janoris Jenkins is calling people retards on Twitter. Did he? He called a fan retarded on Twitter. And that while during team practice... Wait, oh, so wait, so practice was happening, he's on his phone, he calls well, He was injured, so he was out of practice, he was in the trainer's room, and he's tweeting the fan, yeah, retard. So I feel like that Janoris is... Jenkins has been overrated his entire career. He's had, like, two Ma- good seasons. Yeah, he had he had the one good season in, what, St. Louis, and then he came here? Yeah, and he had one and decent... That was it. His first year at the Giants, he was okay, but I think the Dolphins will beat them. They're they a better pay him team. to shut down corner like they all thought he was going to Yeah, get, I know, people argue me, he's top five. How's Leonard Williams working, guys? He actually, had a pretty, he actually had a pretty good game. He didn't I, play bad he, tonight. That was his best game of the year. That was but his I, best I, game I was, of his career. I was told he's a, a dominant pass rusher. Ask me how many sacks he has this year. What, does he have one, maybe? Zero. Two? Nah, I didn't even he think so. He has five tackles for a loss this year. Yo, uh, five. Uh, and uh, two of them came this week. Uh, Ramsey's Atuche has six yeah. sacks this year. Um, Who? Yeah, and, uh, dude, and they could have And Leonard Williams said he wants to be paid like a top guy at his position. <laughs> He, he's not even a, he's not even a top twenty guy in his position. Not, he's not at all. He's a bust. He's a bust. He's a big time bust for where he was drafted. A huge time uh, bust. But I'm going to take the Dolphins over the Giants. Two bad teams. Give me the better coaching. That's just, I, yeah. I mean, it's the same. There's not really much here. It's the same. I'll take the Dolphins too. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm looking for Devontae Parker to bounce back against a really bad defense. Because as long as he's while, playing, while so, while knocking Ralph out of the fantasy playoffs awesome. is enough for me on this yeah, season. Yeah. I don't need to win the championship. Yeah. Right. I would like to. Yeah, yeah sure, right. Sure, facts. Sure. No, I was going to say, so Quaz went to the Miami yeah. Jet game yeah, well, last Sunday, right? He comes back drunk, and he and he's, he's he's like, I'm so mad. I go, what are you mad about? They won. It was an ugly win. What the fuck did you What's expect? What's an ugly win? Bre- uh, Aaron Hold on, wait, listen. To- you shouldn't yell at me, because I at least support my team, and I understand that I'm inc- incredibly biased. Talk to this fucking guy who's saying that, oh, it's a bad call in the Patriots game, or it's like, oh, it's an ugly win for the Jets, so he's mad. You won, dick. What are you fucking yeah. complaining about? Um, Aaron Rodgers had a comment after the game where it's like, uh, what do you say to the critics that say, oh, your wins have been ugly? He's like, well, I'd like to win ugly all the way to the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'll who take cares? an ugly win any day of the week over an ugly a wins, loss. A wins, a wins, a wins, exactly. Who cares? All right, uh, next game, this is a really good one. The Buffalo Bills at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers, two-point favorites at home. Josh. Um, give me the Steelers, man. Tom Coughlin, or Tom Coughlin. <laughs> what the got fuck the first is name right? Tom Coughlin with a frozen Mike face. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. You got Tom right. <laughs> there was a Tom in one yeah, of the there, names. There was a Tom. Mike Tomlin is the coach of the year. Yeah, I, I agree. If Duck if, Hodges, bro. Um... Uh, I'm taking the Bills. Um, I didn't. I, the, while the Steelers won, I didn't. wasn't overly impressed, and that was basically a home game for them in Arizona. Oh, Defense dude! Did you see great. how many terrible towels were there? It was yeah, like it was weird. crazy. Uh, the Bills really impressed me in a loss to the Ravens. Um, if not for some bad Josh Allen throws early and late, really they bad. had a chance at winning that game. But I think the Bills match up perfectly with them. But I think they're a little bit better offensively, and I will take their offense over the Steelers' offense right now. So I will take the Steelers on the road. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo. Or the too. Bills on the road. Excuse me. I'm going to take Buffalo too, going into Pittsburgh. Um, I just think, like I said, th- well, like Dan said too, it's a, they really did impress me. There were two th- key throws in that first half where he has John Brown wanting wide open down the sideline yeah. and Josh Allen overthrows him. Yep. So it's one of those weird things where it's just it's it's bound to happen and I think Buffalo is proven to be contenders. 
definitely not pretenders. They're just yeah. maybe, they just need to figure it out. But Buffalo's going to win this game. All right, next game is a wash game. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Oakland Raiders. Um, Raiders six and a half point favorites at home. Uh, playing a tough game against the Titans early, where it was close, and then they got blown out. Uh, with that said, I'm taking the Raiders because the Jaguars are washed. Josh, yeah, I'm taking the Raiders. Uh, every time I take Jacksonville, they stink. So this is one I'm just going to take the uh, Raiders. Okay. Uh, next game, the Cleveland Browns at the Arizona Cardinals. Browns beat the Bengals last week. Cardinals lost to the Steelers. Um, Browns two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. I'm going to take the Browns. Tough game to pick because they're not very good. Um, lots of dysfunction continuing in Cleveland uh, with Odell Beckham. Big fucking surprise there. He wants out. Wants out already. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's talking to him. He's talking to – he wants the Cowboys, the Patriots, Apparently the 49ers. Apparently he's going to everyone after every game, come get me. Yeah, um, but with that said, I'm going to take the Browns because uh, the, the Cardinals are playing like we mostly expected them to this year. Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking the Browns here. I'm also going to take the Browns. I just have zero faith in Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, next game, uh, the your Atlanta Falcons at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, the 49ers are 11-point po- favorites at home. What's weird about this game, my buddy Jeff, um, who you've talked to on Twitter, um, Elite. Elite XC, yes. yeah, or Elite Level, whatever, um, I do think this is a trap game for the 49ers. It, it has is. a danger of being one, coming off a very emotional back-and-forth game with the Saints where they won late in the game. With that said, I'm taking the 49ers because they're just a better team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think we had to waste much time yeah, on it. Definitely take San Francisco. Uh, Jimmy G proved a lot of people that he, that he can sling it with the best of them. Yep. So uh, that's a big. I can't get over it. That was such a great game to watch, yep. man. It really was. Um, next game: Los Angeles Rams at the Dallas Cowboys. Rams beating the Seahawks. Cowboys continuing to crumble. Um, the Rams are one point favorites on the road. But with that said, I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys because they gotta win one of these. They have. They to. gotta. They got it, and I don't think the Rams are that good. The Rams looked like the Rams from last year for the first time last week, and to me, that's a fluke. I, the Cowboys got to win one of these unless they've completely quit and given up, and I have a hard time believing that with some of the character guys on that team that play their ass off. Like I, I, I look at Dak, and Dak is a high-energy guy. Zeke's a high-energy guy. Those offensive linemen are high-energy. Amari Cooper's high-energy. Jason Witten's a leader. What the fuck is going on besides Jason Garrett being I, a bum? I got to take the Cowboys. I got to. Josh, I'm taking the Rams. Okay, I listen. I I, I originally was about to pick them, and I I couldn't. I just I it's, had to go with the different one. I'm also taking the Rams too. Um, I just think exactly alluding to what you said earlier was that that the Cowboys just 100 percent quit on Jason yep. Garrett. I, yep. I think the writing's on the wall at this point, and if Jerry brings him back, you're just setting your team up for a bigger disaster. He needs to win the Super Bowl. He needs to. Come to. Back. Yeah, I know that. I don't but even I'm know saying if he like, would then. T- but I'm saying Jimmy like, Johnson, yeah. like dude, yeah, j- but like Jerry Jones, it, it like the you. You have to see. It's so blatantly obvious what's wrong with this team. No, I think he doesn't. He hasn't for so long because it means admitting to himself that he doesn't know as much about football as he thinks. Well, he said he said that too. He did the whole. I mean, if you watch yeah. the thirty for thirty, the whole thing. He took credit for the Herschel Walker trade. Yeah, it was all Jimmy Johnson's idea. Yeah. So stupid. All right, next game. I actually think this is a really good game. Low key, the Minnesota Vikings at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Chargers bouncing back in Yo, a big way. Last Austin week. Eckler had a fucking career. Did you see day. that the video of Philip Rivers after throwing the ninety? It's one of the silliest things. Dude, if that's as bad as Philip Rivers talks shit, that is Dude, some of the funniest shit I've ever so heard. so hard. 90-yard touchdown. Don't talk shit to me like when I'm right here. It's a 90-yard touchdown. I'm going to scream all I want. Yeah. That was great. I loved it. The best is like when he's like when he, he picks him up and he's walking away, he's like doing like the hard strut next yeah. to him. 90-yard touchdown. Woo! Yeah, dude, I loved it. Um, I originally picked the Vikings Come here. see me after the game. Stop being um, tough, the, dude. The Stop. Vikings are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I originally picked them, but this is the kind of time when the Chargers play. Oh, every year they play spoilers 
so well All late the, in the yeah. year. And the Vikings have to keep up with Green Bay. And they've they haven't every time that the Packers lost, they lost as well. And when they when uh it just hasn't worked out for them. So I'm actually going to take the Chargers at home. Josh. Uh I'm going to take the Vikings. Yeah, I originally picked them. I had it down here. I was like, "You know what?" This, to me, is one of those games that you could just see the Chargers. Again, they've lost every game this year by a touchdown. <laughs> like, they have their record. Is, and you are what your record says you are, but they're the best team with a losing record this year, I think. I mean, I, I, this is this is, this is is the part that I get annoyed because Josh goes ahead of me because he took my fucking pick. Um, but, I mean, again, for the sake of just trying to catch up, I am going to take the Chargers. Um, I think uh, we're starting to see the emergence of a superstar in Austin Eckler. Dude, that, that he had 212 an scrimmage yards last week. I think on seven touches. Dude, he's he's absolutely incredible. He's, he's sick. So I would I would I mean Melvin Gordon is great when he's healthy, but Eckler is the guy that should be getting the ball the most. It's like because he, he can do more. You're, you're seeing the second coming of Darren Sproles. Yeah, pretty much. All right, the Monday night game. I don't think we're going to spend much time on the Indianapolis Colts at the New Orleans Saints. One, two, three. Saints. Yeah, Saints. yeah. Okay. All right, guys. So this was uh, week 15 in the NFL and episode 81 of You Watch I Listen. Um, again, the picks for movies this week. Uh, the movie pick was the night before. Album pick was Story of the Year, Page Avenue. Yes. Um, and we will see you twats next week. Later. Peace.